And welcome to episode 372 of the Siren Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my history-altering co-hosts, Peter and Jake. Hey, Kurt. We're, we're making history every day. We're altering the history that was. We're going to the future every type of time. With this, the Smart Pants edition of the cast, um, it's got an electromagnetic-operated fly... And night and all wires in the seams, so it hikes it. The pants hike themselves up. Alternatively, you can snap them to your boots and give your just pants yourself on command. That's all it does. So, also, there's a Faraday nope. cage in your pocket, so you wipe your phone. Oh, you just won't get any text messages. Oh, well, that's no a Faraday cage wouldn't write what your hard stuff drive. On your hard it would drive prevent now. signals from coming just in, so you wouldn't get any texts. Or be able to connect to the internet at all with your phone in your pocket. It makes you know what? That's even better because it makes every time you pull your phone. Although out of your the pocket, electromagnetic, every time maybe the mo- phone, electromagnetic fly messages. could also be like your phone's blowing up, repurposed as a as a wireless charger. <laughs> I don't know why that was the hand motion I chose to signify <laughs> wireless charger. Speaking of wiping hard drives, um, so you know, not to get like too in the weeds politically, but um, proceeds to get way too in the weeds. Okay, no, 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 but you've you've heard like Trump and other people talk about how Hillary Clinton acid washed her. Uh, or like bleached her hard drives or something like that. She like went through this whole. He's like she she acid washed. She nope. bleached them. It's very expensive to do. It's so, but it's they did it. They destroyed all the data. Um, apparently, she had like an aid download um, an app called Acid Wash or something like that, <laughs> and that's where it came from. And just people have been mis like interpreting it and just said like, oh my god, she like is like in a dungeon burning, stoking the fire, like burning her old hard drives. <laughs> and it's it's just and it's, it's like just a jeans subscription box. A, it was Get an app every month. And she bought some acid wash jeans from Kohl's. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, the real crime here is being so horrifically out of fashion. <laughs> like, what a what a game of telephone you just played. <laughs> I know telephones. I have the best tel- I know Speaking telephones, of telephones, I have the best telephones. We're we're telephoning Fisher, in live as always. Very good from it's a top telephone. Reggiano, Italy. So makes sense. Uh, Reggiano, Italy, or Parma Reggiano, you know, the famous uh, source of all the wheels of Parmesan in the world. Parmen might not Um, understand. We are at one of their farms, and uh, we're taking a cooking class. It's really nice. We got a Groupon, 
We were sent it here was, to disrupt the global Parmesan cheese supply. We were going it to was, sabotage the farm. It was right under the. Uh, it was right under the the bulk submarine oh, Titanic uh, trip that we could have gone on, but we that got grabbed too quickly. By yeah, somebody we got else. Bo- people. People that that booked up quick. Yeah, um, we tried. Yeah. We were there in the pre-sale. Couldn't get it. It was like trying to buy a thirty eighty at launch. Just were like, wasn't happening. There were like only five slots. Like, yeah, well, and but you know what? I I feel like really we may have dodged a bit of a bullet there, if I'm honest. Wow. Yeah, I don't really care about the Titanic. Yeah. I I was crushed. I at only, first you know, the, after seeing Titanic I, two, I already know, it got better. I mean, it's it. kind of lame the first one. So yeah, uh, not a very good movie. <laughs> so, anyways, in in Parmigiano Reggiano, Italy. Uh, we're we're actually taking a neighbors. Little, we're taking a little cooking class that'll uh, teach us how to make spaghetti. Because I heard. Because I heard, yeah, we're gonna oh, send so I, Kurt out on a little shopping trip uh, with a baseball cap, and uh, we're gonna. Didn't realize spaghetti and spaghetti sauce had so much to do with the Flash. Didn't know that was a critical plot point. Had me fuming that she was using boxed pasta. That was the key, you know. So, you know she's got the she's got the gumption. It's the butterfly. You know? So the thing about that whole situation that bugs me the most is why was there not a greater uh, effort to find the person who stabbed her? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I, they're, just kinda, they're saving it for the flash. Too. Just sort of um, <laughs> no, because like, well, like the whole thing is like the the reverse the flash flashback. killed uh, Barry Allen's mama. See, well, see, we're that's doing a for that's for the animated the before we flashpoint start paradox, talking about it, which I think is pretty. Early in the movie, like it's not like a oh my god, um, with so, but they never put they didn't they didn't include yeah. that in this, so well yeah, because this really, aside from, uh, involvement with Batman in the storyline, not in the same way, but just him being in the storyline, and it dealing with time travel. This movie is in no way based on the Flashpoint it's, Paradox. Uh, it's it's <laughs> such a Sparknotes version of the Flashpoint Paradox. Like, yeah, okay, okay, so they, f- okay, so they find the Batman. Okay, it's, so it's, Bruce. I think right? Flashpoint Paradox sure. um, version of Superman was a lot more interesting. Yeah. Same sort of situation that they had Kara in, but like he was all gangly. You know, but they they could have shriveled. Uh, yeah, they kept that. But still, the, like super powerful, it was hilarious to fucking they, watch. They kept that throughout the movie, which I thought were, which I thought for Flashpoint was cool. Um, but they wanted to make Supergirl fuckable, um, and you couldn't have that if you had a gangly super. I mean, she she looked real thin. I want some meat. 
Yeah, I want some thickums to my Supergirl. She had, that, so she had her super. I can't. How do you on. expect me to jerk off with a <laughs> with a gangly looking Supergirl? You shouldn't. The answer is you shouldn't expect me to. Uh, the real answer is you shouldn't. I and believe is that's a, how. Is that not how Pee Wee Herman went to prison? Yeah. <laughs> real Kryptonians have curves. No, no, no. I wait till the privacy of my own home. That's why I screen record all the. Uh, I take videos, little, little theater videos of that. Of you jerking off. No, of Supergirls. <laughs> like, put in my secure folder, lock it up, save that in this, the literal spank bank. Jake's coming in. He's going into the yeah. cinema with a fucking See, the, the, the actress who played Supergirl Switching out the tape looks so familiar every, like, to me, but I'm looking at her IMDb now, and I have seen nothing else she's been in. Yeah, I don't know what she was she was in. Um, she's, she's got good. nine yeah. credits. Um, a short um, five-episode TV series called Socially Awkward, Rouge Tiger, the White Shoes, which is another short. Final Stop, another short. Deep Cuts, another short where she played the pivotal role of model number three. So, so yeah, she's done a bunch of shorts, two TV shows. One was only five episodes. The other uh, is, I guess, The Young and the Restless. She had a 276-episode run on that, but I certainly never seen The Young and the Restless, and that's not me trying to like do a bit where I'm secretly a Young and the Restless fan. I've never seen... It or really any other soap opera, and then of course the Flash. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. Yeah, Sasha. Well, I don't know if she, what her origin is. So I don't know if it's Kaye or Kel. <laughs> Kaye, yeah. Um. Uh. So she is. She is. Uh. Like. Yeah, that's. I don't know if this is. is like. I don't know what the fuck in development means, but she is. <clears throat> listed as the actress as Supergirl and Supergirl. It means they're kicking around the idea of making a Supergirl yeah. movie. I don't know but if that was in the gun. It's probably gun not verse. a script. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sure it's in the Gunverse. I think... Well, I, yeah. didn't, didn't he announce a, a handful of movies when he when he listed like his takeover, his, uh, his annexation of the DC <laughs> Universe? Um, and I don't know if, if can... Supergirl was part of it. Uh, James speaking Gunn, of, DCU, and Superman, it's out I, now. I saw it. Yeah, I saw the first episode. The first of six. It's a show that's happening. It's an hour long, and it's a. Samuel Jackson is seventy-four years old. Let How the man rest. <laughs> he he looks seventy-four in this. <laughs> I mean, he does. Oh, uh, I, so I thought it was. I thought it was good. Um, said, all right, this is how we do I, this. I feel like they'd never built up the scrolls enough to like make you assume that they're a threat. So maybe this is gonna do it, but no. They really did. It was Captain Marvel, they and then they like puttered around the idea uh, that like Captain there's a Marvel. lot more scrolls out there that you know. This, yeah, they said sword. They said sword. Hey, now, remember when the Fantastic Four 
mixed it up with the scrolls and in fact one of the, the most famous scroll is an amalgam of the fantastic four nope <laughs> but wasn't it x-men was a super yeah. scroll has yeah oh no the super scroll has all the powers of the was fantastic it? four No, it's but, not. It's not know, like they've purchased like the studio. Piece of I love how yeah. that was their solution to getting those rights back. We're just gonna buy the studio. Like that seems very easy to me. That like, I don't know. Maybe there's still time, but like, it seems to me that's what you do. Is like you have this, or at least you start off the secret invasion with with just Nick Fury, and then you can throw in. The Fantastic mm-hmm. Four. Yeah, like it doesn't. They don't. Their debut doesn't have to be debut. in their own movie. As long as the movie works all. standalone, it's fine. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um. So that I mean that's another show that's happening, um, and you would know that if you if you <laughs> tuned in to our segment where we psychically predict what the heck's gonna happen yeah. in cinema you'll never uh with our segment called tray watch we'll do right it now. we'll do it now and we'll do, do it live now. um i guess we'll just start with the beanie bubble i saw apple tv plus and said nope not gonna get tricked again yep <laughs> but the last the last apple tv plus thing that came out won a yeah. won an oscar um, emmy a golden globe oscar Isaac, one of the awards. <laughs> I have seen, I've seen, I think, <laughs> three, maybe four Apple TV little, Plus original movies. And with the exception of Greyhound, which was just okay, um, they all have sucked to varying degrees. Or well, well, wasn't Coda an Apple mediocre. TV original? Oh, I guess, I guess that's true. Yeah. Coda is another exception. I don't know if that had been acquired by Apple or or, or what. Yeah, Coda, I, I believe, was was that. Um. So the the main thing for me about this, other than it being another, they're really they're really going for it now. Um, with uh, this will not be added to the slate. And that's a product kind of adjacent movie. Um, is Zach Gilfinakis, who is now on the like the Christian Bale, um, uh, fucking uh, who's yeah John Goodman spectrum. Like he's. I think he looks more like the love child of Tom Cruise and John Goodman personally. Yeah, I seventy percent of this movie, I was like, who is that? Who or trailer? Seven percent. You couldn't tell by the voice. I could tell by the voice. Well, he definitely. I was like, "Wow, he looks so he or he sounds the, so familiar." The and hair. then I'm like, "Holy fuck, that's Zach Galifianakis!" But uh, I've seen I him guess without that his makes, beard makes before. sense. He, he does a lot of shit with Elizabeth Banks, I think. Famously, he shaved his beard in the middle of an episode of SNL. Well, it All wasn't right. like they they that released behind like the scenes footage. So he had a sketch where he um, just had a mustache, right. and he's like, "Shave it off." And then, like when he went out for the monologue, they fit him with a fake beard <laughs> to match his his old beard to like dupe the audience <laughs> for some reason. Oh. 
So I gotta say, uh, so I I like the premise of this movie okay. about the Beanie Baby craze, um, but I'm gonna take a hunch. Do we ever hear Beanie Baby during this? No, I don't think I don't think they have the rights to any of this IP. Which is really so I think weird. they're. And they I, I wonder if we could um, look at uh, yeah. an IMDb like synopsis if they mention it. But um, I don't think they. I don't think they have the IP because these not are the not beanie babies. babies. They're just well, like generic stuffed animal cats. Ty Warner. Yep. Yep. They would show the tag, like you would see them talking about the tags. I want. He would have they, to have the rights, so I don't think they got the, his the permission because models. he is the sole owner and founder of Ty Incorporated. Okay, so which makes sense because I feel like this is more of a mockumentary than anything. Yeah, yeah uh, I don't think this cast. is like a real account of how it happened. Yeah. So the 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 um, book it's based on is the Great Beanie Baby Beanie Baby Bubble, Mass Delusion. Well, I can see that side because, like, by Zach I remember. I don't Beasel know where Knight. my parents got this grandiose idea that collecting Beanie Babies were going to make us a millionaire. Because that was like the whole marketing push behind them was that they were super collectible. A lot of things had this happen in the 90s. It was yeah. one of the reasons why the comic book industry kind of crashed in the 90s is because they tried to make everything collectible, collectible yeah. by manufacturing scarcity and, like, special edition stuff, but they printed so much of it that it had no fucking value because anyone who wanted one could get one. Yeah, I mean... That was um I want to that's like that's a story in and of itself. I've written that know. book good. Sure <laughs> Which I, I hope they I hope they talk about it. that in this movie because that that's that I think is the most I interesting aspect of being babies. Where they're like almost been converted into a money laundering scheme. We well, he, did go to, he got sentenced to Ty Warner got sentenced in 2014 to two years of probation plus community service for tax evasion. Fuck yeah. Good for yeah, he probably was like, "Oh yeah, look at this uh Princess Diana Beanie Baby, I'll sell it Since for Since 1996, he had maintained a secret offshore account in Switzerland with UBS, which, according to the prosecution, concealed at one time $107 million. Dude made fucking bank off of babies. He the had to pay a $53 million fine. Now, let me, let me remind you guys. $107 million in the account. Like, Batman... Say what you will. He knew how to play the rich person game. Scamming the pores with virtual product yeah. that was that was all flash and sizzle and no substance. Uh, hiding hiding his his uh, illicit gains or his legal but tax evasion gains the the professional way, the the grown up way. And um, you know, are you really even a rich scumbag if you don't go? Well, for a I mean, time yes, yes. If you're the kind of crimes? if you're the kind of white collar criminal just who gets house arrest, business networking <laughs> seminar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. We call that working. All right. special. That's that's beanie bubble. 
Um, um <laughs> Beanie Boobla. Robert Goulet and it's Beanie Boobay. <laughs> um so yeah, like this this whole list of trailers this week is chock full of a lot of like too um, soon. This I guess a lot of I don't know, a lot of based on yeah. true story, near close to nonfiction kind of uh movies so we'll just go on next to let's do priscilla we'll just yeah priscilla, to priscilla presley like the story of very recently passed away and already here comes the biopic um let me see so i guess the elvis's elvis estate is uh not too fond of the direction of this movie um, with the quote being, it feels like a college movie. The set designs are just horrific. It's not what Graceland looks like <laughs> at all, said a spokesperson for the Elvis estate. Um, yeah. Um, Elvis's famous brown eyes. By a book by the master for... Oh, wait, is Sofia Coppola the director? Yes, okay. So this is directed by Sofia Coppola. Um, or, wait, is Priscilla... She passed away, right? I'm not making that up, right? No, yeah, I think she passed away recently. Yeah. No, she's still alive. Seven, what? I could have sworn I heard... She was she in the is, news for yes. something then recently. I know. I I could have sworn. Um, it was. I I remember there was. Yes, there was like some issue with. Um, it was like a rights thing or. Um, let's see, marriage and pregnancy separation. I'm just gonna read the quickly. Uh, business acting career. Oh, her daughter uh. died. I see. That's oh, that's more sad. Daughter. I thought I thought yeah, it was her. Yeah, I remember. I, I guess I didn't remember correctly. I thought she passed away. Yeah. Yeah, Lisa but, Marie uh, Presley. Good for her. In January. Priscilla Presley's daughter. Yeah. She was married to Elvis for only six years, but I'm sure that's going to be the bulk of the movie. That's why I want. So just, we push right through that. That's I, be I'd be very interested to see. I don't know how it's going to be. It might be interesting. No, I don't think Tom Hanks is going to we'll, do this movie. We'll, uh, Tom, um, uh, I will. I'm interested in one review of this movie and one review only, and that is Priscilla Presley's review of the movie. I want to know if it's accurate or not. So uh, there was a, when I looked up uh, Priscilla Presley, there was a yeah. article. Priscilla Presley excited, quote excited for Sofia Coppola's Priscilla biopic. It'll be well. I'm sure she's journey. excited. We'll we'll see if she likes it or not. Yeah. So at least she's looking forward to the movie being made. It's not like yeah. well, I was excited for Batman versus Superman. I did not give it a positive review. 
but will she be as excited for another thing that's very recent? Yeah, they wasted no time making this movie, man. They churned that money. shit out, and they got a bunch of big name actors to round out the cast. Uh, because they didn't want to have to like do a lot of second takes, so they got a bunch of pros and experienced people. <laughs> um, but this is about the GameStop slash AMC uh, short squeeze thing with the Wall Street bets that we we covered in real time on the show to certain extents. Um, from actually, I think we were kind of ahead of like it taking off because i remember peter pulled up the original reddit post that started this whole thing um and i was like well this is just someone trying to orchestrate a pump and dump (laughs) um which it turned out to be a little bit more than that it was yeah it was very much of a pump and maybe a little bit more of a dump um a little grander but but now they're making uh, a movie out of it, starring Paul Dano, America Ferreira, Anthony Blood Ramos, Nick Offerman, Pete Davidson, Sebastian Stan, Seth Rogen, Shalane Woodley, and Vincent D'Onofrio. So, every available actor. <laughs> I wonder if, like, I, I wonder if part of it, like, not just, just for the recognition of the actors, but, like, I wonder if, like, you know, you have the money for this movie and you need a set, like, a, a cast that can just, you pull them on set. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they just, coverage and film yeah. This was, and these you, actors, I'm sure, were chosen just because they're all professionals who have done extensive work on both screen and stage, and Pete Davidson is in there, too. Um, and they... They were just like, okay, we got three weeks to film this bad boy. Let's go. Yeah, the, I, I mean, they don't I'm, need, sh- I'm sure like editing on this movie isn't even bucks. done yet. <laughs> this is just the, what's in the trailers, what they had. <laughs> like, the production budget seems pretty, like, low cost. It doesn't need to be that much. It's like they have a couple nice offices, but other than that, it's like, yeah, just fucking my my shitty residential house I can film most yeah, of it in. it's like how yeah um, you know I, I think about this in the same sort of thing as the big short so what the big short did was it used its money for like elaborate cutaways and a lot of stylish uh, camera camera work and filming um, that also yeah. Took, yeah. it took 10 years <laughs> came 10 years after the fact mere um, months after this fact. one is coming a year yeah um they got the rights for the book in 2021 the as the, i understand casting, yet to be written done book in the end of 2022 <laughs> i think yeah. it's it might be out now but it's going to be the, at the time of, of the sony's movie. purchasing of the film rights for the book the book had not yet been written. <laughs> they, they knew that's how good of a story it was going to be. They were like, well, yeah, I guess that's just their care. way to secure, like, like they wanted to be the ones to make the Wall Street Bets movie. So that's kind of how they legally uh, fended off potential competition, would be my guess. Yeah. Like, 
when I, all right, so when I saw this trailer for the first few seconds, like I thought it was going to be like kind of a parody of this and like they're going to like, oh, you know, this whole trend of like, you know, Wall Street retail investor kind of things movie but like nope and then they they started talking about it and they said you know keith gill's like online name yeah they're just doing like, the oh. thing like oh they're just doing the actual event which see the the key about a lot of based on a true story movies where they they get some leeway a little a little padding is that they're either an obscure enough story where not enough people know all the details or they're far enough removed from mm-hmm. the present where this is neither of those things kind of faded out um this has neither of those so people be and especially with pan with the the pandemic yeah like this feels like a week ago this is very much fresh it, in yeah it happened a lot of the movie not so long ago it's kind of like like i've seen Episodes of The Simpsons that take long. Yeah, from like I, I remember uh, a while back when uh, the Kurt Warner movie was coming out. I made the comment like it's weird for me to to see like a biopic about this guy that I remember like actually like playing. Like I lived this story, and it's kind of weird to like. And I see the guy on TV every day, so it's kind of weird to like accept this actor who kind of sort of looks like him <laughs> in this role i'm sure this is like th- like this is that on steroids yeah. no, i'm not speculating like i can tell you right now like i i remember vividly many of the details of this story mm-hmm. this is recent history yeah i remember i remember the reddit post that you sent me that it was too long to read and uh i missed out on the GameStop. I found out my manager yeah, jumped we, on that uh, really early on, and he made a lot of money on GameStop, which he is uh, unfortunately or fortunately still holding. I don't know. I, I, I've that's what I've heard. I haven't confirmed. With I would not have been able to. I would. I like. I would have held it. Yeah. And I think. <sighs> I can understand people trying to hold it for at least a year because then when you sell it, it's taxed as long-term capital gains, which is taxed at 15% instead of taxed as regular income, which is taxed at like 40%. Mm. But other than that, I don't I don't have seen a reason to hold it for, for much longer than you had to. And even then, like if I were in it and my like investment tipped over a million bucks i'm selling i don't care what the tax yeah. bill is i'm out of there that can yeah. that's a life-changing amount of money for me oh yeah 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 i'll go into it knowing that a portion of it is gonna disappear and i'll just plan for it <laughs> like fine it's found money baby <laughs> oh yeah free money it's free real estate all right which which of these three Three remaining. Well, you might. I don't know how many you've put. Okay, the one that was so boring and generic. I didn't even finish the trailer. Sure, let's talk about that. uh, (laughs) Fucking. Um, it's from the people who did Old Guard. It's so that should tell you something. For all those, yeah, I watched it. I think. Yeah, you know, I watched that that. movie that everyone liked, starring Gal Gadot. It's the, the definitely not political Illuminati. 
have the super chip that controls the everything. But what if someone stole the super chip and you have to get it back? This is, mm-hmm. this is like <laughs> the slow. Yeah, the slow I don't. The it's not. It's not doing it for me. Um, looks like cool little action stunt pieces that they did, but the story is pretty flimsy everywhere else. Gal Gadot also seems to barely be in this movie. She's well, that's that's like basically her in every movie. Around. She stands around and looks Looking pretty. And then we all have to pretend that she's a great actress and has tons of charisma. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's this is the very this is the bluntest. Like, we're not gonna call it the Illuminati, but it's the it's the Illuminati, and they have the some some people are uh, are hyped for it though. I guess. The, the charter. It's the charter, which is definitely I, I dead ass when I like heard the. We're not I was kind of like paying attention to something else and the narration's going. I'm like, wait a minute. Did they mean like the thing from John Wick? Did they mean. The... Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So Netflix trash, gone. baby. Instead, um, watch, watch Challengers. You've already you seen it. Watch Zendaya um, get a train run on her. Yeah. Fuck what, yeah. What is this movie? This one. Like, I don't it, understand what this movie is supposed to be other than, like, I guess softcore porn with a tennis backdrop. It's Zendaya with the, in a threesome. Because Tom, uh, Tom. Tom uh, Holland punching air Tom right Holland now. It <laughs> gets so ingy when you see, when you see his girlfriend get. Yeah. He's sitting on the corner, quiet. Wait, aren't they about to? Haven't didn't they break up or they're about I, to break up? It was it was never confirmed. Last I heard, she rejected his marriage it's, proposal. Oof. There's. Which usually at that point. Okay. You know what? When you when you get the next, I I mean I didn't seek it out. It just magazine, showed up in can, my recommended story feed. I think it's still in print. Remember, remember People Magazine? So anyway, still, this is, movie for sure. There's um, Zendaya is this up and coming tennis just, it still feels lady. Like uh, she's got two girl guys pining after her. Um, they they all have a sexual experience together, um, and then she settles with with one. She hurts her knee. And and uh, he he starts getting coached by her, and then uh, the relationship's not going great or something. I don't know. Like honestly, other than other than there's tennis playing, it all comes and, to a dramatic and sex between people head. who I believe are meant to be like teenagers, at least in the beginning, uh, which is kind of kind of an awkward thing to do. Um, They're gonna they're gonna yeah. do the flaming hot where they age him up um, by ten years. I, I have no they idea what this anything. like the synopsis. I'll read the synopsis, um, which I so, don't think illuminates anything. But just just for the sake of of like, journalistic integrity, I will I will read to you what 
the the PR person submitted to Rotten Tomatoes trailers to be the synopsis for this movie. Tashi, Zendaya, a tennis player turned coach, has taken her husband, Art Mike Faced of West Side Story fame, and transform him from a mediocre player into a world-famous Grand Slam champion. To jolt him out of his recent losing streak, she makes a a play makes him play a challenger event. There we go. Close to the lowest level of the tournament on the Pro Tour, where he finds himself standing across the net from once promising, now burnt out Patrick, Josh O'Connor, God's old country, his former best friend and Tashi's former boyfriend. Tensions run high on and off the court as old flames are reignited. Competition builds, builds, and love and careers hang in the balance. It's anyone's game. Challengers is a new movie from Luca Guadagino. Call me by your name. Yeah. Guadagino. Um... Yeah, so I don't know. Just thinking about like there there are gated communities in like Massachusetts that this is like the equivalent of Fifty Shades of Grey for because it's got yeah like, white people in love with with someone who isn't and white. Yeah. You're not sure what race she is. That's a combination, <sighs> but well, it's not white. Point, <laughs> at one point, doesn't she call them her white little white boys? Yeah. Yeah, I like I know, and that's probably that's why the, that's the that one line is probably right. why the like to dislike ratio on this trailer is what it is. Uh, Three point nine k up, seven point one k down. <laughs> I've seen worse movies with better ratios. So I'm thinking <laughs> that one line. They get to kiss. See, also, this this trailer gives away, away the entire movie. The like, tour. there's no reason to see this movie after watching this trailer. I I mean, I just I guess I don't know the specifics of the conflict. Like, I can only assume that her current boyfriend slash husband, uh, who she ends up training, um, is like gonna always be jealous because she fucked them both at the same time. Um, and they were both like kind of fighting over. Well, her. I guess I guess she dated the other one for a while before settling and marrying the the current one. I I, I, I don't care. The thing is, I I couldn't <laughs> keep them straight because other than hair color, they looked identical. It's true, and like they both had like very little chin. Like they kind of looked like they had a little fetal alcohol thing going on. Yeah. Wine moms. I got, I got a little bit kids. of the Habsburg jaw. Um, no, like they definitely. It is is weird because like the whole premise of the movie is based on the twist that like the, yeah. the injury yeah. that happens presumably at the end of the first act. I don't know. This could be just like guess. the room where sixty um, percent of its runtime is gratuitous sex scene. So. We'll, we'll find I don't know. That's what that's what the idol does, and um, who knows? The weekend has never been worse. Wait, what? <laughs> um, so the performer, yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. But like, I'm yeah, trying to connect the dots the between. I don't. The I don't first think we ever covered this. Uh, I don't think we ever. I don't think we ever watched the trailer for the idol. 
Um, no, it I don't think we did. It premiered at like Cannes Film Festival. The first two episodes. And then a Rolling Stone article came out saying, this is fucking utter trash. Um, they swapped out directors when it was like almost completed. And the guy who directed Euphoria came in, brought a bunch of, dropped a ton of money on like big name actors for like nothing throwaway scenes and then reshot like 80% of the show um, and turned it into like a, um, uh, like a, what's it? Like, um, I, I want not a coming of age, but like a redemption story, like a Britney Spears redemption story to a, um, like a, uh, sex fetish, um, uh, like all about the weekend and like the girl, the girl is like just pining after she needs, she needs the weekend's (coughs) character to like be good at anything. Um, so she's like totally like succumbing to him and want to be like, yo, fucking choke me, dude. Uh, so yeah, it, and apparently it gets worse than what I've seen. So, okay. Uh, yeah, there were some really uncomfy scenes in the first two episodes. Uh, that I could see why some people don't like it. Um, it's not the worst. Uh, what's her name? Something uh, Lily Depp. Yeah. Um, is the main actress in it, and she's fine. But yeah, I don't know. There's I a lot no of controversy clue. behind honestly, it, I'm, and it kind of kind of culminates I'm into uh, the weekend sucks, and his hair is uh, kind of creepy. But I remember those pictures. I didn't realize, you know, I I was we were being naive when he got that uh, 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 facial surgery, and his cheeks were like he looked like the Bogdanov twins. Yeah, I, I thought, guess that that was just like temporary swelling. I, I think that went down. The last time, the last yeah, the like last time for, I saw uh, the weekend was when video. he did the Super Bowl halftime show, for, like makeup for a music video. Yeah, yeah I don't think he had the cheeks at that point. He looked pretty cheeks. normal. Of course, I hadn't really seen much of him before then. Like I've heard his music, but like I haven't seen him. Yeah, um, here it is. This is the weekend's uh, face makeover. <laughs> Oh, oh geez. Geez. Yeah, that, wow, that looks that almost looks photoshopped. Right? It's like, oh, okay, he's going for like maybe like a like a chisel jaw, like maybe even like a little Freddie Mercury kind of thing in there. It it yeah. looks really normal look. really different. Yeah, from, that like his It's not previous, how I remember him. So yeah. Uh, it is quite different. Pre surgery face. Uh um, quite different like the <sighs> The origin story of Craven the Hunter in this this movie is quite That's different it. from its comic book equivalent. Oh, it is me. Craven. Yeah. Rupert's Crowson. <laughs> so we got ATJ That's... coming in hot Rupert's as Craven the Hunter. Yep. Um, um the the breakout performer, in my opinion, from Bullet Train. Um and uh 
He he seems okay. I'm, I was I'm a little skeptical when we first read it. Um, but he is he him and his performance. I I can almost guarantee right now will be, be far from the biggest problem with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say it doesn't look like it's going to be quite as bad as Morbius yeah. was. But they're they're doing a lot of weird shit. Like apparently he can like talk to animals and communicate through animals, and he yeah he learned. Uh, he went. Um, into the wait, he can talk to animals. He got that force power. He has like some sort of I don't know if it's meta human. Like that's how he hunts. Like he hunts power, with he like a, input a from oh, wild yeah. animals. Oh, he, Oh, he told the wolves to attack him? Okay, I guess. Yeah, or the wolves help him track him, whatever the case may be. Um, they invoke they invoke a lot of like iconography from Craven's Last Hunt, even though this is in no way going to be an adaptation of that, because Spider Man, as far as we know, doesn't exist in this universe. <laughs> this is... Even though yeah. Craven's last time is Craven's first movie, uh, and also they 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 really like to imply the Spider-Man like the the big shot one of the big shot that begins. Well, you see, that's the, the thing one in Craven's Last Hunt. I don't know if you're familiar with the story, him. but he he uh, like knocks out and like holds Spider-Man somewhere, and then impersonates Spider-Man to prove that he is is the superior hunter and can do Spider-Man's job better. And one of the early scenes in that, he's like doing peyote or some shit. And he has a hallucination where like spiders are raining down on him. See, I, I wonder if, if they're going to turn that into a, like a weakness because he, he looked afraid of those spiders, but it could, it could have been a peyote dream if they, if they do like a, like a vision quest. Yeah, like he's in he's in his mansion or his, his penthouse or whatever, and he's like training, yeah. and he takes the drugs that you know make him craven essentially, and fucking uh, you know has this hallucination. That's where he comes to this realization that like he's dying in Craven's last hunt. That's why it's Craven's yeah. last hunt. Um, and he like comes to the realization that he can't die fulfilled until he proves to himself that he is better than Spider-Man. And the way he rationalizes he's going to do that is he is going to become Spider-Man and you know, just clean up the streets better than he did. Yeah. So but in this he Out Spider-Man Spider-Man. Unlike Doc Ock, who <laughs> saw he was dying so in, in this it seems like he got his powers Spider-Man, from Spider-Man. the blood of a lion he was hunting just just a, a random lion bleeds in him lion aids yeah. is uh superpowers <laughs> evidently yeah okay. if i he, he get <laughs> he's the first lion yeah that crossbow like flung him back like cro- don't get me wrong that. crossbow bolts Ain't nothing to fuck with. There's a lot of stopping yeah. power there. But I don't think they'd fling a grown man across a room that size. Yes. They will not maybe, carry a man. Maybe that bolt was like a baby pound bolt. Into a wall and off his that's feet. where it gets a lot of its momentum. It's made out of like titanium. But then then the tension of the the, the bowstring isn't going to be able you to accel- accelerate it as quickly. Silk. 
spy. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's a maybe it's a, a maglev crossbow. As as um, a disc golfer, you can only accelerate the thing once, and the heavier it is, the harder it is to accelerate it. And the end of this trailer, we do Inertia, get a peek at at uh, who is going to be, I guess, possibly the antagonist of this. Well, I'm pretty Even sure the antagonist a- is Russell Crowe. Huh? No, it's his dad. Yeah, and he's he's taking yeah. down his dad's criminal empire. That's the whole plot of the movie. Who's? Oh, the, I mean, yes, the rhino, the rhino is going to be in this yeah. movie, but I'm pretty sure he's yeah, going to be hired protection. And uh, yeah. he's gonna be, so, he's like, gonna this be is another interesting change. Rhino has classically been portrayed in pretty much every media as a guy in a suit either like a bio tech suit like um scorpion or like a big machine and he's a little dude like in an ultimate spider-man and other adaptations there but this time it, it seems like he's a fucking manimal or something like yeah, that yeah he's an animal he's an animorph that's the one i was looking for he took the uh he took the rhino power up from the new mario game I fucking I fucking love this this uh uh comment from below the video. <laughs> My name's Craven Hunter. I was bitten by a radioactive lion, and for the last two years I've been the well, one and only Craven um, the Hunter. The only comment. change I would make to that is him saying My name's Let's Sergei Cravenov. <laughs> Cause that's his name. Yeah. Um Yeah, I look um sony sony's uh track record uh in this spider-man spin-off universe has not been great um it's given us morbius <laughs> but my i think this will make this this, is gonna uh, this isn't gonna make million dollars much more than a, a 150 million dollars tops i feel um like Morbius only made fifty million or something stupid like that, right? Eighty million. <laughs> no, yeah, fifty more billion dollars. Fifty more billion. I love the part where he says it's Craven. Yeah, I I like when he says I'm craving some some action, and he craved all over those guys. He ate his crave cereal all over their dead bodies. Um. Yeah, I want this to be better than. Uh, yeah, I have I want a this also to be better feeling. Than well, I was getting to that. Carnage. Yes. You forgot about Venom, that movie. I, I have because it hurt us. It I have not me. recently been let down by a movie more than I was let down by Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> I'm so glad Rob Schneider reprised his role in Animal Two. Jungle Can't Two wait Jungle. To hear, That's a huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think ATJ is gonna gonna kind of give this movie something here's here's where i think this movie is gonna land it's gonna be like the 2003 theatrical cut of daredevil i will go to my grave saying that the director's cut of that movie is actually legitimately good um but the theatrical cut was terrible but colin thurf uh colin farrell and um uh, Michael Clark Duncan were both really good in in their roles, 
So like that was something you could take away from the movie that was positive. Also, um, the way they they kind of did his sound vision, visual effects wise, was pretty cool. Um, they cut all the plot out of the movie. <laughs> like it's cra- you watch yeah, the director's the cut and you're like, why did they that. cut the plot out of this movie? <laughs> um, but I feel like this is gonna occupy that kind of niche where it's not going to be a great movie maybe one day it gets a director's cut that's actually decent but i feel like atj is going to be able to carry the movie um to a certain extent or at least you'll be able to like come away from it you know what maybe a better example is it's going to be like x-men origins wolverine that movie was very bad but ryan reynolds finally got to play Wade Wilson and it was good and everyone saw that it was good and they were like maybe we can have more of this and then then seven years later we got more of it yeah this is I think yeah like like you say Kerr, I think this is a movie where ATJ I want him to give it I'm not going to hold it against him he didn't write the fucking movie, script I will not come down on him for it So he's got a he's got a yeah. Free put your ankles into it. Um, the Just one note I will give it. about his performance, and I don't know if this was a decision to make him more marketable or if he can't do a Russian accent. But seeing what they let Russell Crowe get away with it, <laughs> with I think he'd be able to at least match that. Um, no accent, which is a I've never. It's going to be weird for my brain because I've never heard Craven not have a very thick Russian accent. fine i'll even forgive that because it, again like you said if the alternative is like russell crowe's accent in this trailer is legitimately russian the Crow. joke accent that i use when i'm impersonating someone from russia <laughs> it's yeah. the she it's was the weak fucking, we left him to die he's weak like his mother leave him to die <laughs> Like, that's actually how he talks in this trailer. I'm not making it up. I have yet. (laughs) Some people think they may be able to outsmart me. Maybe. But they've yet to meet the one smarter than Bullet. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Russell, and I'm Javert Crow. Woo wee, that's a deep cut. All right, and that's Trey Watch. Believe it or not, believe it or not, we aren't lying to you. George isn't at home. That's Please Trey leave Watch. a message at the tone. Um, as we move on to the follow-up, where we take a look at some of the movies we've covered in Trey Watch's past and see how they're doing. See, see what's going on. See how they're doing. Ask them how. How's the family? All together, like a noodle. one big bowl of spaghetti. One, one big bowl of spaghetti. Um, and speaking of spaghetti, right. uh, right, in a Jake. segue that will make a lot more sense later in the program, we have The Flash. Number one, as I predicted, however, a lot less money than I predicted. It brought in $55 million at the box office. I predicted $80 million. Uh, Peter was feeling a little more negatory and thought that it would not in fact um make it to number one but it did um beating out elemental uh we will be reviewing the flash later in the program if you haven't picked that up um 
So we'll we'll leave it be. Uh, so actually, let's let's check worldwide. One hundred forty-four million dollars. Um, I guess this is well below the expectations for this. I feel like this movie, because it's the first DC movie in a while, to get pretty pretty positive acclaim from both critics and fans. I feel like the positive word of mouth will keep it uh, kind of flat week over week. Like I feel there's a lot of people who who were like, I'll wait for reviews to see this movie. That when they when they hear that it's positive stuff are gonna go go see it. Yeah. Um, could be. It's it's very weird because the again, like you said, the reception is positive, but yeah, the, yeah. like they're really rushing to label it a flop. As a flop. Like I they know. almost want it to I'm almost like sympathizing with the Zack Snyder conspiracy theorists who are like Hollywood's conspiring against DC to hold them down. I, and I don't, I, I'm yeah, trying to a, think of why I picked plot. on this article, uh, but there was an article from the site Deceptor, I think it was. Mm, sounds, um, sounds, which already uh, sounds upstanding, like negative. Yeah. Um, damn. Uh, can't, I can't pull it up real quick. But god damn, were they just uh like ragging on it, like like calling it shit, calling it like a nightmare of a film, and I'm like, it I mean, it's not the best. Yes, like but it's nowhere near it's, the worst DC or Marvel movie. It is far from perfect. Do not get me wrong, and we'll we'll get trust me, this will be a lengthy review. We will get into a lot of stuff. I have a lot of things to say about this movie and about the state of DC in general. Fret not, you will know my opinion quite thoroughly. I will say this, however, as Peter mimics my hand gestures. Um, while far from a perfect movie, it is completely functional and enjoyable. I did not look at my watch once during the movie, which is the ultimate litmus test for whether or not the movie is engaging because I have ADHD. I don't have a great attention span. I saw this on a Saturday, so it's not even like we went after work and I still had my medicine in my system for a while. So if it can hold the attention of a nearly 30 something ADHD man, it's well paced enough. (laughs) It's not that bad. Um, the most the criticisms I've mostly seen are people clowning on the CG, but that's an industry wide problem right now. Yeah, and I feel that's like they did flush. a good job of like limiting the number of VFX shots in the movie, and the ones they did like really focus in on looked pretty good. Like the the sequel. Well, I'm going to start reviewing the movie if we don't stop. So. It's overhated. Yeah. We'll just suffice it to say that yeah. um, um, yep, yep, yep. It's, there's more than... So totally agree. In, in the number two spot, yeah. we have Elemental, which uh, I feel like... So so here's the thing about... Like, Seems to be the, exactly what you think it the is. The kind of reason why I feel like there's maybe some credence to the Snyder people's critiques... Marvel's owned by Disney, right? And we all know that Disney has outsized influence in the uh, media sphere um, to the point where I think they've been caught like strong-arming 
reviewers and newspapers to give positive reviews to their movies with the, under the threat of not inviting them to premieres. Um. Mm. Oh yeah, and the the whole thing, like even just theater showings where Disney can like muscle out. Uh, other theaters yeah. to say if you don't show all of our movies you're not so elemental is like and a big pixar a release um and it made less than 30 million dollars its opening week and it's not being talked about as being a flop like at all that i've seen the reviews haven't been been super great but it's not being lambasted like the flash is same budget as flash by the way both had 200 million dollars budgets yeah shine the big um, spotlight well, on this be, movie that has yet to make 60 million dollars 59.3 worldwide yeah yeah not it feels like, like not a lot of people saw this on its imd page for this yeah main um for what release, it's worth major release Pixar uh the review movie. scores are actually uh, pretty decent, at least on IMDb. Users have given it a 7.1 out of 10. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 75%, which uh, is is kind of on the lower end for a well-reviewed Rotten Tomatoes movie. I don't know if that... I guess it is enough to qualify for certified fresh. Uh, the useless audience score gives it a 92, but we've we've talked in, in detail about why you should never pay attention to the audience score on that website. Uh, Metacritic, a lot more harsh, though. Uh, 58 uh, Metascore and a 3.7 user score. Um, but, as we all know, you know, maybe we should, just as an aside... Um, Maybe one of these days we should switch it up and read some Metacritic user reviews. <laughs> we can do that. I, I would be down for a little bit of a different change of yeah. uh, perspective. Uh, we, 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 on an we, upcoming one. We've already found our... We've already I've interviewed met, many people this week. We've sat um, down with our real And real the reviewers. realest people among them have been the IMDb user, review, user reviewers. We always keep it real. We know this. This is why we go to them. That's why we come out here. Um, a real reviewer like Frank Bohr. Very strong name there. Big little Bohrs. Um, he has a 10 out of 10 Big review of Elemental. Bores. It's cute. Take the kids to see it. Highly recommended film for children. This animated film was very cute and for the whole family. The story is well structured and the characters are well developed. The music is cute. The animations are high quality. Of course, the CG is also high quality. The character design is cute. The film is pleasant to see. I recommend seeing it with the whole family. It's not a heavy film. It flows well. It also has some basic subjects dealt with intelligently without going overboard. It's not the movie of the year, but it's definitely a cute movie that kids will enjoy for sure. Very cute. They could see it. <laughs> 31 out of 88 found that helpful. So I want to read this in a Biden voice, but it, I don't. I don't. I haven't. You ain't got a Biden. <laughs> I don't think I got. A, I don't think I got that Biden in me. I'm riding with Biden, but I'm gonna. Yeah. Do you have? 
One out of ten. You need to start smoking on that. One out of ten. Come on, Jack. Dark evil pack. Sound like Reagan. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, I'm going to mess it up and become like Bill Clinton or Reagan. <laughs> Come on, Jack. I won't. Uh, I won't say I believe in you because that'd be a lie. I, but I encourage you. To I don't try. even believe in me. <laughs> I don't even believe in me. Don't worry about it. You cannot believe in me. Uh, one out of ten. Pre-movie short. Good. Movie garbage. <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna oh, do a pre-movie short. Okay, I got. I forgot that. Pre- uh, <laughs> fucking yeah. Pre-movie short. Good movie garbage. By Pavandali. The Pavandali. Pavandali. Uh, uh, warning spoilers. Uh, Pixar's lost it. Just putting out bad movie after bad movie now. I don't get what their problem is. Boring movie that focuses mainly on the fire element. The, the most and water element, the second, but nothing else. The movie would have would have you believe water can get sucked up through a storm drain and into a building. And then fire character can somehow ride around in a water bubble with, with without without being extinguished. This movie is so full of malarkey. And stretches things so badly. It's so ridiculous. The best part of this movie was seeing the upshot before it. <laughs> upshot. If I could rate the short, I would give it a 10. But the movie that follows is garbage. 22 out of 34 found that helpful. Well, I'm glad that it's the short, at least, is not the torture that Olaf's Frozen Adventure was. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see I'm that. I'm hoping that'll hit. Disney Plus soon. Hoping that hits Disney Plus soon. Well, you know, Elemental might hit Disney Plus soon if it's like <laughs> light true, year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to resubscribe for my uh my yeah. my elemental viewing. <laughs> oh boy. Um from Selmatico. Uh five out of ten. Ugh, oh, bland and cliche, with great potential, but not even uttered. I don't think anyone in the review mentioned this, but as an Asian, I see this as clearly an immigrant family trying to blend in with a big city and struggle with their own heritage and identity. The way that the differences between elements are mostly revealed in conflicts or flashbacks full of aggressive discriminated dialogues go back to your fireland that in many levels sound very unpleasantly familiar. You know exactly what I mean. The problems are not resolved and most disappointingly I, I, I have no idea where I'm going with this. Uh, the character's development is cliche from rom-com jinxes with each other and giggles that just does nothing to the story other than making me cringe. What gets me more concerned is the portrait of the fire people's conservativeness and constraints applied to their offerings. What's the point of rephrasing a real-life issue, not elevating or solving them, but just apply a cartoon filter to it? The style and the city reminds me of Zootopia, which did a much better job in connecting the characters on a deeper level through mysterious events. 
unlike Zootopia, there there is no underlying message or lesson learned or mystery solved or any reflection that resonates with the audience. Not recommended. Never mix never missed any Pixar film, and this one is the most disappointing one I've ever seen. Alright, well 13, 10 uh, here to refute these lies and slander is D Spain Cat, who has a ten out of ten review of Elemental. This new elemental movie is fire. Literally. Just watched it. Why all the hate? I cried at that one misleading scene. You these are all line break paragraphs, by the way. You'll understand if you've watched. Some kid asked what it Good. was that Ember's mom said out loud. Everyone laughed. The scenery, animation, voice actors, and jokes are all amazing. Three exclamation marks. The scenery reminds me of Coco or Encanto. One exclamation mark. Didn't feel as strongly about that one. Another hit for Disney Pixar. Three exclamation marks again. I just signed up on IM. I signed up on IMDb just to rate this exclamation mark. Please don't judge a book by its cover. Don't automatically assume this movie is going to be a bust. It's really not. I do this a lot, and I'm proven wrong. Two exclamation marks. I'm sorry. Let me reread this just to make sure I didn't fuck that up. Please don't judge a book by its cover. Don't automatically assume this movie's going to be a bust. It's really not. I do. Okay, so I think he means he assumes things are a bust or are proven wrong. Um, new paragraph. This movie's just spectacular. Two exclamation marks. No, no, not great there. Amazing movie. Oh, we're back up to three. Ten out of ten. Five. Five exclamation marks. Uh, four out of 13 found that helpful, if you can believe that. Five. Oh. Okay. It's, it's powerful stuff. Uh, one out of 10. Chase Smith cracks open a cold one to say, the third Pixar film to bomb in a row. <clears throat> Elemental is a very cliche plot of two worlds that love each other, but family doesn't. Something we have seen Wait, since Jake, the are you telling me that this is just a, a remake of You People? <laughs> oh, it might be. It might be the... the... See, the, <laughs> the problem... The problem you with elements. You People Uranium. is it just had two... It just had two... It just had two colors in it. Mm, you're right. We need they to get two more, more colors. We need two more races in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like, yeah. You know, what what if we had like quad racial issues? You know, get wood people in there. <laughs> yeah, and then everything changed what if they were when the fire racist attacked. Yeah, they're, they're the fire um, racists because they've got that flaming hot flavor. It's part of their culture. Yeah. It's the biggest part of their culture. So I saw one, not to get like too derailed, but like I saw one clip of this where they had like a bit where uh, they basically made like an Ellis Island joke um, of the, the, the fire people, the fire family coming over and like being like, ah, oh, we're the Incinegorfs or something like that. Hmm. And then... Uh, He's like, oh yeah, how how do you spell that? And then they made like, like fucking unintelligible sounds to spell out a word. And he's like, 
How about I just call you the Smith? Mm. So, real. Yeah, yeah. Classic. So, real real cool there. Racial homogenization joke. So, this shit's been around since the 1400s, apparently, (laughs) according to Chase Smith. One Santa Maria. Uh, (laughs) There is really no reason to go see this film as it has lame characters, bland dialogue, unfunny jokes. You should have said and unfunny jokes. Uh, Oh! Period! And it's just really boring. Uh, And, uh, just like Lightyear, this movie hold nothing to make you care or remember the film. Honestly, there really isn't much to say about this film. Other than it's proven to see how far Pixar has fallen over the years. And it's sad when not one, not two, but three... Their their past films have been critical failures. If this isn't a slap in the face and a huge punch to the gut to get your stuff together and turn this train wreck around, that, that's it. 132 out of 310 found that helpful. They, they Got, gotta love written. that that's the... That's the guiding light that we live by. Uh, I think this guy was drunk when he wrote that. Probably. Uh, Next, we've got uh, Psych Help with their five out of ten review, and I'm not. I'm not. We're just. I'm not going to cut any. We're not going to get any jokes. This. This one. They just tear it apart. They just go right for it. Five out of ten. Uh, a troublesome storyline with a good icing of Pixar magic. It's a story about a hothead and empath. Then a lot of racial content that is not intently pursued to make it look like casual, but the repetitive nature of it and stereotypes used says enough about it. However, I am giving a five star rate five star for the Pixar magic. How they were able to show fire and water is compatible, and for showing how <laughs> Avatar The Way of Water would look like if it was animated by Pixar through, through the visiting the Wisteria flower scene. At best, this is a spin-off of Inside Out, understand what your emotions are telling you and be who you are, presented in a different format. For an unknown reason, after thinking about the film, it makes me want to watch the last Airbender movie once more, Maybe just to compare mental notes, and I think the that's M. the Night most damning, uh, I, I, condemnation it's, it's you can give a movie. Baffling to me that it's such a there's a sequence of events that can make someone want to seek that movie out. Like I wasn't even a huge Avatar fan, but even I was like, "Oh, dog, this ain't yeah, it." Like, this is That'd be like me saying, that. I need to compare say, this movie to, to Dragon Ball Evolution. To Avatar, the Last Airbender. Which is a movie that I watched a second time yeah, just not. for this show. After swearing, I would never watch it again back in 2008. So I made myself a liar for this show. I hope you all appreciate that. I don't think we fully appreciated Dragon Ball, and we should maybe take a third look at it. You can watch it as many times as your little heart desires, Jake. I think we missed something in it. 
oh, um, we you did remind me of a trailer that we didn't talk about. Well, just say it because I didn't watch. The oh trailer. shit, that's right. Wait, um, live action. One Piece is having a Netflix adaptation. Yeah, the last yeah, time. Yeah, it's shit. Yeah, I'm. You wear shoes. I'm sure. Shoes. I'm sure. Fucking after uh, what you call it. What was Space Cowboy? Cowboy Bebop. Which his name yeah, is Cowboy Monkey Bebop was D the one movie. that they did a live action adaptation with shit. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. They did one for uh, what's it called? Full Metal Alchemist. Um, so that was in Japanese. Mm-hmm. I want them to do it in a, a Neon Genesis Evangelion. There's only one person who could direct just that. Cast, like, Owen Wilson is so Genji. I watched the full metal. David wow, Kronberg. in the robot. He's the only guy who could direct the Evangelion live action adaptation. True. So I, I watched the full metal and it's um, it's fine. Um, it follows a lot of the plot beats of. Is it? And from what I remember. So I have a question for you. Yeah. And like, I'll I'll tip my hat. I Full Metal Alchemist was an anime that I didn't hate. I didn't really love it. Um, I've never seen Brotherhood, which, as I understand, follows the manga more. So my question is: this is the live action movie more Brotherhood or more, uh, you know, OG? I I want to say Brotherhood. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what the differences were in the shows because I don't remember what I watched, but it's because it's been it's been forever. I, I want to say it's Brotherhood more, um, but it, it followed it pretty closely to the point where, um, I mean, it follows the plot of um, uh, El, uh, Edward and Alphonse uh, getting like, you know, um, into alchemy. brought up. They do like the the origin, but then they they get uh, into the military, and they they meet those people. They bump into the the people from out west, um, and then the homunculi start showing up, and then they kill. Um, oh, what you call? Wow, they just cover like the they, whole thing in one shot. Then I guess. Yeah, they they pretty much. I think they they split up into like two or three movies, and I think they just came out with a second movie. Um, but they even like threw in the uh, the 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 homunculus that they turned into the little girl and dog. Mm-hmm. And they fuse them together because there was a lot of memes about that at the time. That's like if a um, Dragon Ball Z movie mm-hmm. went all the way to like the Android Saga in the first movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they they threw a lot into it, um, and they just skipped a lot of the extra bits, and they kind of ended it, I think, with, um, uh, I think it was like Roy Mustang killing one of the homunculus with his like fire powers. Mm-hmm. Um, because they they did a lot of the homunculus right, stuff. I, I don't know if they ever that. got to the reveal of like King Bradley, but right. All right. Anyway, that's yeah. elemental. <laughs> um, if I not to get no. I was gonna sidetracked again, but uh, breaking news. Um, uh, Dana White spoke. To Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg about their cage fight. Wait. Oh yeah, I heard that. Like they he, were. 
they're like, oh, we want to do a Mark Zuckerberg, meme fight. Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk versus uh, Mark Zuckerberg, and I said, hey, I, he's not going to agree to it. Like, he's no, Mark, risk too much damage. Mark to Zuckerberg skin skin. is like an actual and black belt in BJJ. Like he world. he he places. He places very well at tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> so he takes he just, that shit seriously. He, uh, and they said they're dead athletic. serious. They said pay per view would cost a hundred dollars, and the proceeds would go to uh, charity. Last time I paid a hundred dollars for a fight, it was McGregor versus Mayweather, and it was the most boring fucking shit I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Zuckerberg has like, I mean, Elon's got the size advantage. But Zuck did apparently the Murph challenge. Zuck would kill Elon. Is, Elon's never been in a yeah. fight in his life. Zuckerberg, as I mentioned, is a legit BJJ black belt. Yeah. <laughs> um, Zuck did a mile run, a hundred pull-ups, two hundred push-ups, three hundred squats, another mile run in uh, forty minutes. Yeah, he's he's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> like I. I've never heard of I've Elon seen Elon Musk, Musk doing anything like uh, in a side profile. Dude's kind of fat. <laughs> yeah, he's tubby. And yeah. I don't know if well, smoking so weed doesn't have anything to do with it. Matt and Riddle and I are proof that you can be a competent fighter and smoke yeah. a lot of weed. Um. Uh, but like, <laughs> if anyone, if anyone who's ever it. like even trained to to be in a fight like like this in, in a mixed martial arts capacity not but necessarily a street fight you you'll know or if you've done boxing anything like that you'll know how important cardio is there's a reason why fighters aren't built like bodybuilders <laughs> they're a lot leaner it's because you need to have the fucking lungs to go fighting is a physically exhausting activity you need to have the cardio in place. So, like, I I would love to see Elon get blown up in minute two of his fight with like, Zuckerberg, I, and then Zuckerberg just takes him down in a guillotine. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. It's, it would be really awkward. Like, it, I feel like Mark would want his like he would stretch it out. He'd dance around the ring for like. No, see, I, just give him I, a I see Zuck as like a, a, a Terminator. In, in competition like that. I think he's going to go right at Elon and it's going to be like CM Punk's first fight in the UFC where he just got fucking shit on instantly. The whole fight's going to last like 15 seconds. Zuckerberg's going to charge him, he's going to take him down and he's going to put him in some sort of hole. Then Elon's going to tap immediately because he's a little bitch yeah, boy. Yeah, that's a cage fight. I'm wondering if they would do that or a boxing fight. I, I don't know. But... Like Elon needs to, he needs to like fight Trump. someone who is also a celebrity, but not nearly. As I'd pay a hundred dollars for that fight. Y'all remember, remember when? It just makes me think of. Um, well, I remember Twitch Creator Clash, where they got a bunch that, of YouTube like creators year? to box, or and it was horrendously bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were all like they were pretty much mostly oh, all garbage. Oh, the like, Ida, the Idubs one got some the charity in there. Content uh um, credit clash. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was that's what I was thinking. Not Twitch Rivals, um Creator Clash. And I think that makes sense when you well, come into it well, like Ian, everyone Ian is also pays for um, six months, boxer. I believe, or more of uh training that they have to do. 
that's not a lot of time. Them in, and with six no, it's not. But I mean, it's like if you take a novice yeah. and a novice and give them. Well, six yeah, yeah. Like I'm not. See, my none. biggest problem with the first creator clash is that they had like no adherence to weight class. Like I remember they yeah. had Hurley versus Aaron Hansen as one of the fights, and I'm like. He weighs 60 pounds more than Aaron. This is a slaughter. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah, I think they might they might be a similar weight, weight class. It's just large. um Harley was taller and slimmer and Aaron was shorter and fatter. That's why I, I was like I I mean just looking at them, I would say Aaron probably his fighting weight would be light heavyweight and Harley would be a heavyweight. I don't think they would be in the same weight class. But I don't remember the way in, so take that for what you will. We, yeah, um, yeah. Somehow, so, yeah, somewhere yeah, in there, somewhere it. in there, a little just, just brief. Spider Verse down in number three. Sadly, didn't didn't hold on like I thought it would. Twenty seven million dollars, not a bad amount of money, but still down fifty one percent and dropping out of four hundred fifty theaters. What the fuck are you doing? Keep that movie in your goddamn theater. Uh, Got to be single theaters. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I gotta. Uh, I do have to see it one more time. I, I got the three I times actually, in there. I always so say that. I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll see it the fourth I've time. I've seen it the fucking once. Yes. Boys, let's all make an effort to go see it our second or fourth time. <laughs> I like the movie. What about it? Uh, 503 million <laughs> worldwide. Uh, Transformer. I can't. I can't. I don't have the Blu-ray the yet, so I gotta go out to see it. I can't see it at home. Uh, Transformers: Rise of Beasts. This this prediction I did get right. I, I predicted this would drop like a rock, and it did. Down sixty six point one percent, all the way from oh, first shit. to fourth. Uh, Twenty million dollars. I uh, two theaters more though. Like that's that's an interesting one. Yeah, but worldwide take, I, it's made a good amount of money. Two eighty-five mil—that's not bad. I don't know what the budget on this was, um, but I gotta imagine it's in the black. Although, I will say they—they advertise the shit out of this movie. They hold on—they advertise the shit out of it, but the toy promotionals, the toys that are gonna come out of this, is gonna fucking boggle everybody's mind. Every every little girl and little boy are gonna watch. As yogurt, fucking- as yogurt once said. Merchandising. It's where the real money of the movie's made. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I want to buy another Optimus Prime. Yep. You know? Oh, don't don't drop Fuck. the you have Transformers toys too. I could bear I've barely recovered from the Gundam reveal. <laughs> I don't think I can handle another shock like that. I I used to have Transformers toys. Not anymore. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I had a couple too. Be one of those like weird. It's like that whole niche group of like uh, some holdouts from the '80s, and then a new influx of like so people like, who like I I'm into I had a couple Transformers, Transformers toys, and more. in 2000 2001 Transformers Robots in Disguise was airing on Fox Kids, and there was a toy line with that, and I was into it. And the only thing I remember yeah, about that, right. and again, uh, ADHD kids, so that might have had something to do with it. But the process of transforming the toy was so laborious and intense that it was it made no sense to like flip it back and forth ever. You either picked a uh, truck or robot. <laughs> uh-huh. 
and that's how I, it would stay. I wa- <laughs> I I was the total opposite yeah. way where I didn't care about playing it. I uh, just did the transforming, and that was all I did. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm here. And it was the same reason, too, where it just took so long and it was such an intensive Like, activity. the instruction booklet was like, about yay thick. And for those of you who aren't watching the video, which uh, I'm now looking at the recording, and this, it might not survive. But, like, I'm, I'm, I've, there's about a, a 10 millimeter gap or a centimeter, for those of you who are into <laughs> unit conversions, between my fingers here. That's how thick the instruction booklet was to transform your single toy. And then there was a fusion line where if you had the, if you, if you had the or, Ultra Magnus I'm, toy I'm sorry, and the Optimus convert. Prime toy, you could combine them into the big mega fuck off transformer whose name I I don't remember. <laughs> oh no, Jake's go- Jake's going into Common Rider. My next. Um, oh my god! What the yeah? I'm gonna get, I'm gonna going pre-order these bad boys. Rider. Is this a Power um, Ranger? No, I watched like a <laughs> I watched like a five minute video of somebody trying to transform their Unicron toy that they had. Oh my god, I remember the Unicron a... toy. That thing was fucking huge. <laughs> they had they made a a large Unicron toy. That thing was the size of a child. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. Um. Anyway, Little Mermaid in fifth, eleven million dollars down to the fifty-two point three percent. Uh, four hundred seventy-two million dollars. I'm just going to breeze through this here, if you if and you don't mind. Yep. Uh, number six, we have the Blackening and its opening week, six million dollars, which is an impressive take considering it only opened seventeen hundred theaters. Uh, for Lionsgate, there eight point six million dollars worldwide. No international release as of yet. Guardians of the Galaxy V three finds itself in seventh, down three spots, but only down twenty six point eight percent. So it's it's holding its value quite well. Eight hundred twenty three million. That might that might scrape up against a bill before it's out. Um, the Boogeyman, the Bogeyman, finds itself in eight down three spots as well uh 49% drop clean 49% no decimal uh 3.6 million dollars out of the thousand theaters so weird to see that this is a Walt Disney movie <laughs> like under that label uh but 53 million dollars uh for the very profitable horror genre yeah. Uh, Fast X which is already available to rent on demand <laughs> that that was that's been true for a couple weeks now. It it did it wow. it did not waste time. You could say it got uh, there recouping very it. Quickly. It's uh, investment down three spots, down sixty percent nearly. Our twelve hundred theaters, as people wise up to the fact that this will be on Peacock in two weeks. Uh, six hundred seventy nine million dollars, which is a decent chunk of change. Don't get me wrong, but considering like the past few Fast and the Furious movies have made a billion or close to it. Uh, this is this is kind of a, a step down from that, but I think uh, the next one, which is part two of this, mm. which think about yeah, think about that for a minute. That was a good movie. Um, X two. But yeah, the, I think I think they're gonna be done after this. Mm. Um, I know like they're all gonna actually get super the next one's probably gonna make depending on how this one was received by 
fans, if there are still fans of the franchise, <laughs> is either going to make like I don't know six hundred or seven hundred million dollars because the last one, or like four hundred million dollars for seventy because no one cares anymore, and it's going to be tough for them to like walk away from that. But I think they they should just just let it be, <laughs> like. No movie franchise that has numbers numbered installments needs an, a twelfth yeah. entry. <laughs> like, well, even Friday the Thirteenth, I think, stopped like Freddy versus at Jason. thirteen before they rebooted. No, I don't know if there was a, a part eleven. Yeah. I know uh, the last I remember is Jason in Space, which is Jason X. Yeah, Jason X. Yeah. That's the only one. And the I only that's the, the only reason I, I know about that is because the liquid nitrogen scene. Hell yeah! I even remember the uh, the simulated. Oh shit! That's right. Scene. That was in that movie. Um, speaking. <laughs> that was like just to give it the uh, the classic uh, the Jason feel. We're into pre premarital sex. <laughs> yeah. Actual fucking line from that movie. Um... Asteroid City, the Wes Anderson movie. Um, Speak. Six theaters. Making it 853. Some of those have got to be like, it's got to be, right? Because how else do you get 142,000 per feeder take? I've been doing this show a long ass time. That's the biggest number I've ever seen in that column. Um, that's the top 10. What you didn't notice, and it might have, you might have missed your notice because it happened so quickly that you couldn't catch it with your bare eyes. Um, in number 12, uh, Super Mario Bros. movie only lasted a mere 11 weeks in the top 10. Yeah, you're right, Peter. That movie was sure gonna bomb. A blink of an eye. (laughs) Didn't have the legs. Um, and that's a perfect segue if we want, um, to just dip, dip our one toe. If we want to breeze through gaming news, I just want to say one thing. I've got, I've got a story. (laughs) Nintendo, Nintendo held their, uh, mini direct thing when they unveiled, um, uh, yeah, this is about when E3 would have been. The summer, what are they calling it? Uh, the summer game. Summer fest. game fest, yeah, yeah. And um, again, it's like E three, but not. But whatever. Uh, so Nintendo put out their direct, and they announced um, Pokemon DLC, which okay. <laughs> I still don't Sorry. like that being a sentence that I can say. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, uh, Pokemon DLC. There's also a new Paper Mario coming out, uh, which a lot of people are hyped yeah, for. Yeah, I'd be interested. Um, Paper Mario hasn't been is... good for a while, but I always have hope. Mm-hmm. Super. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Mario is the yeah, big one. I this, think this direct got a lot of time um, because there. Yeah, because because there's there's not a lot for the other ones. There was a, a Persona this. Five like uh, like a. a uh, top tactical game, um, but the big thing Tactics was Mario game. Wonder. Well, no, they're oh well, that yeah, the they mentioned that, but I don't think they showed anything. I did not for that, hear right? anything about that. 
No, they showed. The, oh, they that's showed the real interesting because I, I think that's kind of it. been in rights hell for forever yeah, because that was a co-development between Square and Nintendo. Yeah, so we've we got ourselves through. Yeah, Gino finally making a comeback. So Gino for Smash rumors are gonna gonna pick um, back up. Gino, yeah. uh, Smash Gino Stan excited oh, wow. to play as the character for yeah. the first time. I, I missed this this aspect of it. I like that. Um, you know, it's, it's got like the old school yeah. like level design, but updated like more modern fluid graphics. Uh, if you've never played Super Mario RPG, um, I don't yeah, I, I don't yeah. know if it's on NSO. It might be, but it's definitely worth checking out even through like dubious means. Um, it's, it's really well put together. Uh, Square at that point in history was making nothing but bangers. And, uh, Mario RPG is, is no exception to that rule. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's gonna, that's gonna slap. But that was, again, Mario was eating good at this one. Unlike, unlike other directs, you know. Mario really underutilized so character. It's only fair he had his time in the sun here. Um, yeah. Uh, with they finally the the uh, mushrooms are drugs reference jokes from the fucking nineties finally made their way yeah. to Japan, and they made Mario wonder <laughs> where you have the fucking mescaline flower. Well, my 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 quarterback, and I like to be able to say that out. now. Uh, spoke recently ah. at a ayahuasca, uh, like forum or something, like talking about how much the drug helped them, and he credited it with helping him win back-to-back MVPs. Mm. <laughs> well, this is—I uh, think this is probably what he saw or experienced. Um, so this this gameplay trailer is uh, I, the first thing I thought of. Take every classic Mario element and kind of flip the script alter it a little bit uh which i like you know I, I, that's neat that's pretty cool yep um yeah so i mean it's it's a natural evolution like every everyone their mom knows what mario well, is i even mean more so than they did in the 2000s um where it's really fucking drilled in everyone's brain, so you can yeah. So you I mean, go, I I feel right, like this is kind of like, and you can see just in how the 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 title is stylized, like the fonts and stuff they chose. This is um, kind of like I feel a response to complaints of the sameness that the new Super Mario Brothers series was kind of stuck in for a while. Um, where like each new installment, it while being a solid experience, didn't didn't really feel super innovative. And I feel like they're like, all right, you want fucking innovation? You want to get weird with it? Well, let's get weird with it. <laughs> get the drugs. Get the, get the Super Mario hey, Galaxy. Guys, get the drugs. Yeah, I think this, a this certainly looks more interesting than. Um, than any uh, of the 2D MDMR like New Super Mario Brothers 
uh, things as well. It has, you know, the same, like, kind of slate, uh, slate of characters. Mm-hmm. With some new additions, Daisy, I don't know if she's going to play any differently than Peach, but uh, that's a new character that hasn't necessarily been playable in a lot of games, and by that, I mean, like, hardly any. Um, so I, I'm interested to see the, the feature that I think would be very interesting yep. for this game is um, kind of like a uh, modernization of the hook for New Super Mario Brothers, which was the four-player co-op, and that's in the game. But mm. what I want to know is, is that going to be uh, NSO-enabled? Like, are you going to be able to play with your friends? So, say we wanted to do a playthrough for our stream, which will be returning to YouTube at some point in the future. I don't want to say near future because I can't make any promises right. like or that. Kick. We're not going to be on kick, but we. I think we're kind of we're kind of done with Twitch, because um, uh, I don't I don't love the corporate direction, and. Um, yeah. I don't love the bitrate cap that they have on their website. So. They've, they've forked their, their uh, enticement for us. Um, but regardless, um, yeah, that'll be important. Will the, will the online be good? Um, and will, will everyone go? Well, that question was already answered. Everyone yes, is going that, that, uh... over Elephant Mario. Is that really the right, weirdest like power? I mean, we've had cat suits, okay. we've had tanuki suits. Yeah, I guess so. But at the same the time, that, I guess the fact that it isn't a suit is like a T-Rex. Yeah, different. <laughs> but you also had a game where Mario possessed everyone. Not a little T-Rex. Little T-Rex, like a full Mario fucking size T-Rex. Down, so I'm not too concerned. Yes. Yeah, big T-Rex, but with a little Mario mustache on it. That was important. Um, so that's, yeah, that was a lot of the Nintendo Direct. Um, there was there, there was other video game stuff happening. I don't know. I know the, but I, uh, I don't really care. Okay. I found the best, the best news story. My favorite. Not any, it's not any of my pet games. In fact, it's a game none of us would ever consider playing. Um, Eve Online okay. came out with the best patch. They finally did it. They finally said <laughs> official Excel spreadsheet integration with Eve Online. You can now you can now use an, an Excel add-on. To I'm like crying because for for years we've we've divided in games into three basic genres. One said genre was spreadsheet games, and that encompasses most RPGs. And the fact that we are literally getting a game that can be played with a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Music to my goddamn ears. Oh, here it is. Um, here's the. I sent over the article, but here is the actual thing from the website. I, as someone, supercharge your Eve Online experience. With the, with the free uh, Eve Online add-in for oh, Microsoft Okay, so you got Excel. some pivot tables and some stuff in there. As a guy who uses Excel uh, at a a fairly high level on a daily basis, I am I'm very excited for this. 
a job using it at a job that produces real oh assets God, you, and not uh y'all should see the spreadsheet money. i've made uh to track uh production waste <laughs> there's so many cal- i'm it sure there's more efficient ways to do it like than i've done it but there's like so many really complicated functions and uh like you know excel equations in this sheet that have created out of like very bare bones information a fairly robust system to like call up both current and historical data for this sort of thing like it's my magnum opus i've only worked at the company for a little over a year but i've already peaked <laughs> the spreadsheet <laughs> That is the best. So uh, I mean, my story is, feels uh, like shit in comparison. You, like, this is the best uh, update. It's finally happening. Xbox is uh, upping the price for Game Pass. Uh, PC Game Pass is staying at the same price, but uh, Game Pass Ultimate is going up two bucks a month. Um, considering the fact that uh, n- almost half the time PC games don't fucking work for Game Pass or the Xbox Game Pass apps decides... Nah, I don't feel like working anymore. Um, nah. I'm glad that I didn't raise the price for PC Game Pass, but uh, I might have yeah. to consider changing my subscription plan from Ultimate. It's nice to have the cloud gaming um, for games that I can't really play on PC um, because they're console games. But uh, at the same time, it's it's a bad look to up the price on a product that um isn't i mean i i I feel like on console everything works better like i've never run into an issue with a game pass game on my xbox one um and like it does include xbox live gold so there's that value in there and you know that's something that they've increased the price on in the past and i'm sure we'll do again but it, it is it's kind of a tough it's still a good value for the most part i say that i kind of say that with some hesitancy because event sometimes you'll get like a really mm-hmm. a nice game uh through game pass that you really enjoy and you didn't have to pay full price for and it's nice like Hi-Fi rush was an example of that for me like i i sunk a lot of time into that game Enjoyed that time. Um, had had a good amount of fun with it. Glad I didn't have to pay full price for it. But there's a lot of just like eh titles on there, and it's a problem that's been kind of Microsoft's bugaboo for the last two generations, and it's that they don't really put out great exclusives. You know, over on the Sony side, you've got God of War, you got Spider-Man, you got all this shit, Uncharted, you got all these, like, great critically acclaimed games that really move the hardware, but on on Microsoft's side, you don't really have that anymore. Like, they're still trying to, to draw blood from the stones of Halo and Gears of War, and it's like I've I've played so many of these games. There's just not a hook there. Yeah. And to compensate, they try to buy these studios. And I don't know if Starfield's going to have a period of Xbox exclusivity, um, or not. But like, 
you know, you're at the mercy of like basically Microsoft's first party output this year has lived and died by the quality of what Bethesda's publishing. And you had Hi Fi Rush in there, but you also had Redfall. <laughs> and Atomic Heart was like, okay. Like, there hasn't yeah. been anything it's that's like, a... I, this is a killer app. Xbox right now has no killer app. PlayStation, for the most part, also doesn't, but they got, they at least have God of War Ragnarok to move units. Like, it, it's sad that, like, it took two years for them to get a killer app on the PS5, but they have one now. And then Spider-Man 2 is coming this summer, so that's going to be another one. Xbox has had no rebuttal for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, it's it's a very business-oriented idea of risk mitigation and diversification of portfolio uh, because it, it, it's not rooted in a, a video game uh, veteran, you know, a veteran of the video game industry kind of view of things, because anyone who's sat around for a long time in the video game industry knows that a studio buying out another studio is EA. majorly disruptive to the creative output. Um, because you know what usually happens is the best they can get out of them is turning them into an a triple A AAA annual series um, content producer. So like. You know, uh, like Raven. You know, they just make college games. Where they'll buy a studio, um, uh, yeah, fucking, fucking demand games. demand so much of their game output, and when it when it flops, Drain they them. shut them down. Like pandemic, pandemic died for EA sins. Ubisoft yeah, just you know they they shit out a new Assassin's Creed or a new Far Cry every other year. Off, yeah, and this is all off the backs of hardworking, you know, passionate uh, studios, studios too. Like these are who made their money. On these are people who made their name, yeah, and and like really games. good games. Like, go over the look last no further than Bioware to fifteen years, and every you know go go through the look no further than Bioware. Bioware was pumping out hit after hit after hit after hit. Mass Effect 1 dropped in collaboration with Microsoft. That was a Day One Studios project. Um, they got bought out by eBay, EA afterwards. Mass Effect 2 came out. Great game. But there was the servers network shit that people didn't care for. And some other like kind of microtransaction-y things they tried to shove in there. And Mass Effect 3, obviously well-publicized um, clash between corporate wants and and studio wants there and then anthem yeah just like bioware isn't really bioware anymore um ea also made them put out dragon age 2 in like 11 months where they had they could not put together a good game around it and now like this once great studio that like has made made much of my childhood was was bioware crafted uh bioware and obsidian are like if if I were to get a game developer's tattoo mm. logo tattooed on me, it would be one of those two studios, because <laughs> they shaped my childhood as much as anything else. And now, at least in the Bioware end, they're unrecognizable from what they were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the and 
you know, I Nintendo is kind of sitting on the side of all of this, but um, you know, we always I always keep coming back to them in that they are a they're they're losing that um, defining feature a little bit. The sharp knife is dulling, but um, they always had that edge in that they were very yeah. much about the All, game. almost to the to their detriment over over the technical and business areas. That's why we said not ten minutes ago yeah. that like the concept of Pokemon it's it's not DLC, a great like hurts it's not soul. a great feeling because that didn't happen. You know, they put out the versions and they put out a generation everything, and that's that's essentially an annual series kind of feel. But um, they there was still enough creative in them and enough different between each game that uh, it. I felt like it rose above that level a little bit. And now it's now they're starting to feel more like the rest of the pack, but up yeah. until recently, you know, Nintendo was, All right, well, they had just as like, we lament that, that we'll we'll talk about talk about the Flash. Let's let's get that rolling yeah. here cuz we're already 2 hours in here and I've already made a lot of promises about how I have a lot to say about this movie. So let's let's get rolling on it. <laughs> So yeah, so the Flash um, kind of implements the Flashpoint paradox story, and um, it, it takes it in basically name and like first act only kind of beat. I uh, mean, uh, I don't know. They took the idea of a Flash going back in time to correct something. Um, to make yeah, to correct the mistake of the Snyderverse specifically his death, and not yeah, and not the Snyderverse. They should have done the Snyderverse, um, and he affects the future in some way, or affects a you know alters the course of time, uh, and the Flashpoint paradox. To sum it up real quick, you know he kind of goes back in time, stops the murder of his mom, and returns back to find a Thomas Wayne Batman. He loses powers. Well, he doesn't go all the well, way. Well, well, no. So in uh, this movie, that's what happens. No, We're talking yeah, about I'm, Flashpoint. I'm trying to, I'm trying to say, like, the present. When, yeah. when we say it's different than the Flashpoint Paradox, just for oh, like reference, so we're talking okay, about yeah, yeah. this one. The Flashpoint Paradox movie that they, and I'm gotcha, assuming gotcha, gotcha, comic gotcha. line that closely. Uh, the the animated movie is yeah, pretty, pretty accurate to the comic. Okay. So that's what I've watched. So he goes back. Uh, he finds out like the world's all fucked up. The Atlanteans teamed up with the Amazonian Amazonians, or they're Luther's president they're gonna, like, of Earth. Uh, like yeah, Lex Luthor's president. Deathstroke's his secretary the, of defense, or something like that. Yeah, they're gonna mess up the surface dwellers like crazy, and like there's nobody to protect like the surface dwellers. Uh, there's no Justice League, I don't think. No, no um, just, like Superman's been. Yeah, Superman's been kidnapped. Um, the world is out of balance. There is no Bruce Wayne. It's only Thomas Wayne. Bruce He's Wayne gets shot in the, the Flashpoint timeline. Yes, Bruce Wayne gets shot. Correct. Yeah, and I don't the, know. Do, do we Martha see Martha Joker. Joker in the animated show? I don't remember if she's in the, the movie, movie or not, but it's in the comic yeah. book, yeah. The comics delve a lot deeper into like what else has been changed. The the, but, the movie um, the yeah. animated movie hits on like a lot of the important broad strokes plot points, but of course the comic has more time to like do other stuff and it does that. Yeah. So this movie almost immediately changes that with 
Um, you know, he's he is he's, he's the Barry Allen we know that is the uh, forensic investigator. Um, he's helping out Bruce Wayne. He's a part of the Justice League, the, at least loosely what they call it, the Justice League. Um, and then he finds out that he has like a brain fart. He's just like it, it's like it's literally the ramblings of like a madman trying to make the the piece fit because he's like oh if i just go back in time a little bit yeah so and fix one little thing it'll work very almost through happenstance discovers he has the ability to go back in time and uh he tells bruce wayne about this and bruce wayne's like don't fuck with time nothing good will come of it and uh, uh then he he uh so i guess kind of the backdrop for this is his father has another parole hearing coming up um and his father has been in prison uh for being wrongfully accused for murdering his mother and barry's basically dedicated his life to clearing his father's name against his father's wishes his father's like go out live your life kid don't don't worry about me um but he has a conversation with a uh old flame of his from college who happens to be a reporter and they're kind of talking through some stuff and he has the idea of like oh wait this whole thing was because my dad had to leave to go get the tomatoes and if if i if i make sure that my mom doesn't forget the tomatoes in the first place then none of this shit would happen and I'm not, I'm having yeah. no direct I'm having no direct it's, interaction it's with anyone. I'm just going to put the tomatoes change. in the shopping cart. I'm going to run back, and it's going to be fine. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's there's more movie after that, so it's not fine. But um, <laughs> uh, before we get into spoiler talk, I'll I'll just say broad strokes. This movie's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's not perfect. It has a lot of uh, I think. Uh, appealing cameos um that we'll we'll touch on a little bit uh when we get into spoilers i think it's got a competent script um it strikes the right balance of levity and seriousness in my my opinion um and if this is kind of an indication of what the dcu not it's no longer the dceu it's the dcu Mm-hmm. Uh, is going to be under James Gunn's direction. I'm excited for the future. Um, this I don't know how much, because my understanding is that this was kind of already into production when James Gunn got the reins. So I don't know how yeah. much his influence was on this, but in some ways it was, including the soundtrack. I know Warner Brothers likes to inject pop music, but they kind of like don't necessarily do it in a way that fits thematically. And one of James Gunn's great strengths is his soundtracking. And I think he, he's going to make great use of the Warner Brothers music catalog here because this movie was very well scored. Um, and uh, including bringing back the iconic Danny Elfman uh, Batman theme for all the scenes with Michael Keaton, who, as... As advertised, man, he he fucking puts on a clinic of like this is how how you play Bruce Wayne slash Batman, like every all the all the uh, the more recent uh, attempts 
at the character kind of pale in comparison to to the OG master here, um, who's my second favorite Batman behind uh, Christian Bale. Um, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, no, I for me it feels it definitely feels. I say this, I've said this a lot. Um, the the effects, like you said before, are mid. There are holes in the plot that you could pick apart if you wanted to. Um, yeah, there may be some I issues think it's fine. With, with the character. Maybe not really to me, but um, the comedy writing and the the mm-hmm. vibe, like the general screen yeah, writing like... of this movie is really good. It's a, it's a return to form of a type of movie that we have lamented, uh, lamented, lamented the loss of many times um, over the last many, ep- you know, however many three hundred episodes. Right? Is that like there's been a dearth of what we're calling like like the classic comedy or like the mid two thousands comedy, where it's it's about the the set piece over the whole scene. Where yeah. they want to like, well, they'll, they'll draw out a joke in that way. Where the scene is about the joke, you can tell the story in during it, but you're also trying to like actually yeah. make the yeah. audience laugh. And you not know, you know, a them, big like, a big thing that DC does you know? right is their animated shows and movies, and they pull out a different breed of writers when it comes to those. Because they get people like Paul Dini really, really well. to fucking write the shit. <laughs> yeah. So they do a really good job with those, and it's such a stark contrast when you compare it to the live-action movies, and they're written like garbage, as when you're trying to compare them to like Marvel shows, Marvel movies. And yeah, and you have stuff like Black Adam. You have Black Adam. This feels like or, a it, the writings of a DC animated movie put into live-action, yeah. which I thought was a great... Um, help to the movie, and it just and it alleviated a lot of the issues that I normally have, which is usually the boredom uh, you know, with these movies that you end up checking your watch because these oftentimes go like the two hours. Um, and this this was good. This was this was and fine. it fit the characters um, so well, like the the way they know, established the Flash and Justice yeah. League, like this movie, it just the tone and tenor of it fits the character so well even though like it touches on a more serious subject matter like they 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 inject the right amount of levity and in appropriate mm-hmm. situations so people have every right to come into this skeptical thinking that Ezra Miller's performance of Flash and like the Justice League was really subpar or not what they were wanting out of a Flash and I think you get a different version of the Flash in this. It's a more confident Flash. It's more like the Snyder Cut it's a Flash. More... <laughs> yeah, though, he's a social he weirdo. But, you know, I think they, they use that to the advantage okay. in certain cases that Which... add a little bit of levity and comedy to it. But... I mean, he gets to be... Yeah, he gets to play both weird, ends of the yes. spectrum. He gets to be the straight Which... man. Is exactly what in, that's exactly what I was about to say, which from, was so somebody uh, who character. saw this earlier on was concerned. Their major concern going into this was, are we just because it's 
Ezra Miller and Ezra Miller playing the Flash or playing a character, are we just going to get like bombarded with silly, goofy comedy and they're going to take it too far? But you, they do a smart decision by making the the Flash that you know we know the the Flash A be the straight man and have have the the newbie Flash who's like just coming into this and having a like what the fuck moment uh, be the 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 levity and the the comedy Mm. bit of it and that worked perfectly like it's weird ezra miller balanced out ezra Ezra miller Miller was legitimately Uh, great in this movie and i'll fight anyone who says otherwise no no i did not forget his crimes but he was very good in this movie i'm not gonna forget i won't forget his crimes that's a tough thing to reconcile you know that is a really tough thing to reconcile and i'm wondering if that's what's hurting the numbers right now is that people as much as they thought that they would forget it's like well you know when everybody's talking about it on twitter it's hard not I to think, forget you know because people are doing recaps of this there's shit. i in my opinion there's merit to being able to separate yeah. the art from the, the artist um, yeah and this is it this is when you want to do that um so we'll <laughs> we'll hold both of those and we can we'll make jokes about it anyways um to talk about the comedy like yeah, this really is, it's the fusion of two classic premises, uh, one of which being um, the, mm-hmm. we're, we're stuck together in the situation kind of thing, like mm-hmm. the opposites, yeah. the, uh, the odd couple kind of vibe, which is a very classic um, uh, thing there. And then... Um, well, no, there's, there's like the kind of... I don't want to say like, uh, you know, 13 going on 30 type deal where like, you know, you see your your younger self in in an older form, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of like coming of age type thing. You know, there's themes of maturation and uh, there's also a lot of of darker themes in in this movie. And I think it it struck a good balance of like not getting super grim dark like the Snyder movies did, but still like approaching serious subjects as being serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't true to true the true to the Flash's character, yeah. it does not linger yeah. on the the melodrama. Um it, it keeps it moving and it's enough that where you get a sense. You're like, okay, I get that this scene is the dramatic scene or the sad scene. And like for the the scenes with his family. Yeah, I, and it, it like taking, it it it, it strikes an emotional nice, core. Like it's a very easy to like empathize with his character yeah. and his. Kristen, it's funny. Kristen coming out of this was was saying because um, she's, you know, I I think she was throughout the majority of the movie was nonplussed, not you know wasn't like didn't wow her, didn't like you know re, you know make her fall asleep. But towards the end, she's like, she walked out and she's like, you know, that that shot me in my emotions. I didn't. Yeah, there were a couple really scenes that, that really tugged on the heartstrings. She's like, she's like, now that I'm ha- now that we're having a kid, especially a boy, you know, it, it hit the mama bear feeling mm-hmm. right right there with me, and and like she got a little emotional about that. Yeah. Um, and they did. They they wrapped up a nice. It's yeah, a, they they wrapped up this this movie with a really movie. touching scene 
that I think was tactfully yeah. done. You know, if this was a Marvel movie, you could you could easily see them putting in a a punch scene about like that last know, scene would have been like a doing joke something goofy in a Marvel movie. I feel yeah, or 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 they would have like cut in him like doing something goofy when he was talking to his mom. You know what? You know what this could yeah. have been if it was a Marvel movie? It could have been like Ant-Man Quantumania, right? Like it could have uh, handled yeah. its family dynamics yeah, yeah, like that movie and handled its I, I always dynamics. bring up the example of Thor Love and Thunder like, when they're having the emotional conversation about cancer and they fucking cut to like Korg and yep. the the Valkyrie having this like Tessa having this uh this goofy conversation about where babies come from or something. Because we can never be too like, serious for too long in a Marvel movie. See, and it's like, and that ruins a moment. It ruins almost a it movie. Under, yeah, it undercuts when, everything you're trying to accomplish in that scene. Exactly. If, if you're, if that, and in this movie, a large, very large amount of it is based on the premise that he's trying to save his mom. He's, and he does, and he saves her, and he gets Which, such a short moment with her until he has to put things he, back. He, he realizes that he has to let her go. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad you mentioned Passes the Bennett test. This movie to, passes the Bennett test. That I really have to like point out and say, yes, I need to applaud it and praise it for these things. And I know what you're about to say, Kurt, and that is the beginning of this movie does what superhero movies need to do at the beginning. Shazam 2 also kind of did it, though, to to lesser effect. Um, But I like seeing, and this is why it's the Bennett test, I like seeing superheroes um, saving people in the superhero movie. hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And being Yeah, they had a whole... Because um, that's the first scene. Like, it took Not me 10 minutes into this everyone, movie to be like, James heroes. Gunn understands the character of Batman a thousand times better than Zack Snyder ever did. They they got out their biggest, thickest, veiniest hook for this movie and sunk it into the jowl of every watcher <laughs> out there. I don't th- I can't think of a better hook uh, for a movie to reel you in um, than an awesome flash Batman duo save the day kind of chase scene, you know, and even if flash save the day. Yeah. yeah. And even if flash isn't your speed, um, you know, an awesome Batman moment where he's just rocking it with the coming in and hot with the, the, the bat flyer, the bat jet, and then the bat bike. Yeah. Cool. gadgets And, yeah, like gadgets. he does save the, the children. Pop-outs. Like in yeah. the Zack the Snyder movies, strip, like he would have fucking drove the, the Batmobile through the fucking school bus. He would have pulled out his fucking twenty millimeter you know, auto cannon. But he still had guns, but he the, used it as a the tool, not chasing. necessarily an offensive. Thing. Yeah, like he didn't he didn't you know, straight up to, shoot a guy like he did in Batman versus Superman, where he shot like a yeah. dozen people. He like killed twenty four people in that movie. Yeah, and then the the damage that he does cause is like the focus of the the scene is that Barry is having to clean up 
for like all the shit that Batman is doing while yeah. he's being a superhero. So even then you're not taking him off the hook where he's like Barry has to save it's and that's the focus of it. like a like yeah. I said a really good comedy set piece. It's important I, we're, it's we're, a comedy we're, set. But this piece is exactly and not just comedy seasoning uh, <laughs> where he has to save this ten, is, 10 babies and this and is exactly dog this is exactly and, what and I would expect out of like an animated universe hospital. like you know okay here's your Flash's day job is being the Justice League janitor cleaning up their mess and he's like piling all the electrical cords so they don't ignite an explosion mm-hmm. in the basement oh now I gotta go save a bunch of babies in, in a comical yeah. way like with the dr- backdrop of him like and it's so good because there's there's jokes in that, and the the whole thing is a set piece, and then the punchline is it's all within a joke that he does this, which yeah. is also a really great thing about a hero is he literally can do it Wait, all. Wait too long to make the sandwich. And the joke is that the barista takes his ways too fucking long. Yeah. He can save and the city. Like he did on low calories, and I, I like I love the fact that he had order. to like punch open the vending machine to to like refuel a little bit like it it, it just nailed yeah, that was a great this movie like i was very skeptical like how are you gonna do a flash how cinematic is a flash movie gonna be but they hit all the notes yeah. man like this as far as like a movie for the flashes is gonna go like this this hit all the notes it needed to hit like every action scene yeah. showcased like all the the creativity that the flash has in the comics with using his powers. Like you had the tornado move in there. They, they added the fucking lightning thing in there. Like there was a lot of like neat shit in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And they avoided the problem that, uh, move that superhero sequels have, which they often fall prey to. I'm looking at you, Spider-Man too where the hero has to lose their power. They lose their powers, and they have to do an adventure without their powers, which, like, great. You get to further develop your character. But now we have a whole movie where the hero can't do the hero powers thing after the first scene. And they get around that by doing the, the split, right, essentially, where he's back in time. Spoilers, if it wasn't obvious. And they, how yeah. you know, because of the accident, to give him the powers, they split it so... One has and the yeah, they kind of get to play and off each other, power. and I yeah, and that that really showcased like yes, they have to learn to work compared together. to the other heroes in the Justice League, the Flash is kind of a spaz, but he's also like matured as an adult in a way that he wasn't in his younger self, and you see that dichotomy. Yeah, and the other thing about this this aspect of. You know, you get one with the experience and one with the newfound powers. Is we actually get like a pseudo origin story? Yeah, out kinda. of this, um, a real yeah, a real creative way yeah. to do that, which is real I, slick. I real really nice. enjoy that because I the thing I'm not looking forward to Blue Beetle is okay. Here we go, another origin story, another got to learn how to use my powers montage, and we didn't have to get to that. We didn't have to go through that with this movie. He coaches him along. He makes his first mess up in a very comical way that you can imagine an actual Barry Allen doing the first time, figuring out, okay, my clothes ignite if I run too like that, fast. That whole scene was great. <laughs> just the older Ezra is just looking out and the window and being like, what the fuck just happened? 
Yeah, because it caused so much mayhem, and he, and then he's like, and then it doesn't stop there. He's like, he's still learning after he found out he could phase through shit, and then he just phases into the apartment down below naked. Yeah, there's so many, there's so many good jokes in that series. Like my favorite one has to be where you know you show how he does his his run right where he takes the run the, the exaggerated yeah. runner stance and every step carries him miles because he moves so fast but it looks like he's running in slow yeah that so was he does it after so very funny with the he's sneakers like squeaking the that 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 no sent me that was pretty the squeaking sent me um one thing that i got was a little bit of an easter egg um was when he first uses his phasing powers he phases through a wall to grab a beer on the other side, and he phases through a a, a portrait yeah. of uh, I forgot what the actress's name, but she's it's a movie poster for an old movie like set in prehistoric times, um, and that was the same movie poster that used to cover up the hole in Shawshank Redemption. Uh, interesting. Um, that you know that he so he phased through it to get. Oh beers he, and he escaped, you know, it's yeah, a hole yeah. behind the wall it was a neat little uh neat little nod to it speaking of easter eggs uh let's let's touch on some of them it finally happened he, he achieved his dream nick cage got to play superman in a live action movie and i'm so happy for the guy <laughs> yeah in in the most bizarre like yeah this has been like a, a hollywood story for a long time when kevin uh uh, Smith, Kevin Smith, yeah, I don't know. Uh, right. Sorry. Well, oh. Kevin is Smith is? is is the guy who directed. Clerks. Yeah, Kevin Smith. I don't know. Okay, so he was a writer, producer. He was a producer. Uh, no, sorry, I'm sorry. He was a director. He was supposed to direct or do something or write. Sorry, I forgot the story. Well, because I don't know if he would have been directing. He was an executive at the time. It was definitely a producer that had made the. He was like, it, "This has to be in here." Okay, he was uh, writing or directing a Superman movie. He was slated to do that, um, and the producer said, "You have one stipulation: your Superman can't fly around too much, can't wear the suit that often." And he has to fight in the third act a giant robot spider. Giant spider. I want him to fight in the third act. And a part of the casting before oh, Henry Cavill okay. got the part, uh, Nick Cage was in uh, full get up. And, yep. you know, it's a famous, in it's a famous internet image that's been out there for a while. No secret, yeah. Nick Cage is a huge Superman fan. Uh, it's long been his dream to play Superman on the silver screen. He got to voice Superman in Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Uh, and now they finally, they, they gave him the young young man CGI makeup a little bit yep. here, but he got to be Superman. Um, another cameo with the other Superman is they the, the Christopher the Le- Reeve. Uh, how do you all feel about the, yeah. the Grand Moth Tarkening of uh, Christopher uh. Reeve there? I mean that was more yeah I feel like yeah that was worse than Grand Moth Moff Tarkin uh, it was uh I would say n- very noticeable it was a victim of while the, we're on the, the topic CGI, the CGI in the movie uh, kind of um, mid the 
kind of mid yeah. in the scenes that we're all thinking That's about. But throughout the movie, the action scenes and all that jazz. Yeah, the I ones they linger on. Very good. It was fun. Like, not a big deal. There, yeah. there are a few moments with, with Batman and Supergirl where it's like, yeah, this kind of stuff is kind of awkward. But for the most part, I thought it was fine. Um, yeah. So whenever he's running, I guess I just don't understand why they didn't try make an attempt to just like get some live action shit and throw it into a on a throw a filter over it and then do some sort of like computer editing to make the Chrono Bull scenes Um, because it seems like they used actors that they had on hand like Barry Allen's parents, but still use computer animated faces for them and i i don't know if they were trying to make it look that bad because well, i don't think they were trying the to make guy it look came bad. out and said like <laughs> the guy came out and said it's supposed to look weird on purpose because that's the perspective of barry allen's like you know is his, his perspective is a little foggy and this is a real weird timey wimey right. place so maybe it's all weird and wonky but I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's just a cop. Yeah, it, it really sounds like damage control. It sounds like damage um, control. They, so yeah. they know it's bad. You know, I guess there were a lot of reshoots. Were these the things that they reshot to add in last second, and they rushed it to save money? It's it's a shitty situation, but it's not surprising. I, I yeah, guess like I, I feel like it's just the state of the industry right now. Like you can't, yeah. If you have a deadline, you can't expect super high quality because every VFX house is tasked to capacity and beyond. Um. So, like that being said, I feel like they did a good job of intelligently, mm-hmm. uh, using VFX shots, like the ones that they they linger on look pretty good. Uh, but like there are some throwaway things that aren't quite as great. Um, just want to give another. Sh- oh, go ahead. Yeah. While we're, I guess while we're on the topic of the, I was gonna say on the topic of the shortcomings, um, I think two of the big criticisms that you can level against the plot of this movie are one that it's a, a very return to the status quo kind of ending. Um, he he writes the wrongs. He zips up the the time problems and it, um, it's kind of mostly 99% back to the way things were with the, the comedy sting ending. Um, the other thing is that uh, we just saw Spider-Verse, which was about yeah. how the multiverse, like to trying to defy your fate in the multiverse in these predetermined yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the there's, there's well, no... Well, I guess the big reveal at the yeah. end is the, the realization he comes to where, like, I have to let go of my mother uh, because, you know, that's that's just fate. Like, that's they kind of do the same thing with, like, Spider-Verse had the canon events and this has the, like, you know, the intersections. Yeah. Right. But the whole point of Spider Verse was him. Being yeah, like, and and yeah. but but I don't. I'm, to I be don't fair, we don't know how that story ends. I can just. We don't know if it ends well yeah, for him. Yeah, true. We don't. I mean, it, it seemed like those were possible universe-ending events, like the India universe, the where we had Indian Spider Man. Um, 
his universe was collapsing. Yeah, possibly could have been destroyed. Sometimes, like they said, sometimes we get lucky fixing that. Sometimes we don't. Um, the so the one the one gripe, and I I don't know if it's nitpicking, so I will be open open target if you want to say it's nitpicking. Um, I think it's silly in kind of uh, a betrayal of the movie to have him go on this entire journey, realize I got to let my mother go, um, let that happen. But then he tries to like cheat it and be like, well, what if I just do a smaller act of intervention by putting the sauce on the top shelf? Mm -hmm. So my father has to look up and then get recognized by the camera. Yeah. And I was like, oh, at first I didn't realize he put on the top I, shelf. I, I thought, okay, maybe he the angle of the misinterpreted camera. the video or there was more stuff that he didn't see yeah. that like it all worked out. I thought, I thought he might have adjusted he, the angle of the camera at first, um, yeah. but I feel like that kind of plays. So I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a nitpick, but I feel like it might have been a strategic choice. Because it, it ties in with with the George Clooney being Bruce Wayne at the end of this movie, which um, I think it's kind of like the only option they could have done because you already had Michael Keaton in there. You could have used Michael Keaton. I don't think Christian Bale would have been interested, and you can't really use Val Kilmer anymore. Well, <laughs> yeah, I guess that no you're right. Really. They did not do anything with Robert. You're Pattinson. right. That would have been the play yeah, if you wanted to link it together. But I think Real getting back to my broader point is that um, they wanted to play up the fact that because he did that small intervention still, there are broader consequences. And that will lead to yeah. the ability to recast certain heroes and add new heroes into so the DCU. That I, I am wondering if that's going to lead into yeah. the James and Gunn universe. Or if they're just going to leave, because, okay, so if it leads into the James Gunn universe, you can take whatever I said and throw it away. The only problem is that technically there should be two Barry Allens in this universe, right? No, because the other Barry Allen universe ends. Zod, like, just destroys the world there. Right. Or if even if you want to say this all happens in the same timeline, right, this is one of those situations where... uh, Pre beginning of the movie, Barry right. leaves. Kind of like and a, then five seconds a, later. Okay, the yeah, like Barry they did with the Infinity back. Stones. Right. Yeah. And Endgame. <sighs> That's how but those I, usually work. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Um. So, my my thing about this is one. I think they wanted to give. The they wanted a little happy like movie. These. Yeah, a little bit of a happy ending. The the ending of the movie is I can't save my mom from dying. I have to give her up. So we got to give him a little something. And two, I do like that where he's like, it's, you know, even though as much as I kind of ragged on him for stepping right in what Spider-Verse was trying to do against, like it still has this idea of like, I can't save, I can't save it all. But that doesn't mean I can't at least do something. Right. It's, it's him trying to make the best. I have a a strong inclination that, that is kind of going to be the impetus to allow the new DCU cast to kind of filter in and lead into the James Gunn universe. Um, I want to, I want to once again, shout out uh, Michael Keaton just fucking crushed it. Amazing. 
Yeah, we didn't talk about him a lot in this, but yeah, he's he's, he's know, an amazing his, Batman. His introduction, just, just, just superhero movie. His introduction, his portrayal of Batman throughout it, his the amount of gruff and yeah, as if the Tim Batman, Burton movies like never stopped. Batman, where um, you know, I man, it sucks because like yeah. uh, I've been going back to like the 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 Flash, uh, Flashpoint comics and movie and I, I i still feel like even though we wanted him to come back as bruce wayne how cool would it have been to have him just be thomas wayne i mean it how much how much difference does it make having him be bruce wayne than having him be I thomas think... wayne i mean the only thing that changes would be like oh making a different universe creates that much vastly different of a of a timeline. I, I, I feel like part of but it, like, I feel like there's, there's a little more. So like, broadly speaking, yes, you could have had him been Thomas Wayne without like too much of a tangible impact of the story. But at the same time, I think it was important for the, the narrative through line for it to just be an alternate version of Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's more important to the story. Like, it, I feel like it would be a cop out if you tried to say, at least from an audience yeah. perspective, where it's like, oh, he's here, but he's like Thomas, I guess. When they just say, it's it is Bruce Wayne. Here, here's some bullshit that we can use to explain it. All right, but then, but I know what you want, and you want. Michael but then Keaton you could have such a. As, but then you, it Bruce opens Wayne up Batman. the door to having that I, incredibly emotional Batman message. From from Thomas Wayne to Bruce yeah. Wayne, or or is it vice versa? It's 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 like you, it. But this is the Flash's movie. It, this isn't a Batman movie. I know, true. I know, but it's, um, you know. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, they they'll save. That would be I cool mean, if they if they, they do. I, I'm not talking about five do. years online or whatever, but you know, if James Gunn's universe takes off, and we get this for another ten years. You know, maybe ten years down the road, they do a Flashpoint paradox with, with the new Superman, and um, you know they they cast a Thomas Wayne, and we get a more true to form Flashpoint paradox. You know, with a reverse Flash and all, I I think that'd be pretty neat. And end up trying to get that that out of it. Yeah. Uh, side note: just some finishing thoughts here. Uh, Miscellaneous. Uh, Michael uh, Shannon, I think. Oh, I have a pulled or, uh, Zod. Yeah, Michael he Shannon. Zod. He did. Yeah, Michael Shannon. He did. He did a. Uh, yeah, he know, wasn't great in Man of Steel, but I do. I do wooden. like how Zod was portrayed um, also, in this movie. They made him out to be like a legit badass after kind of getting punked out in Man yeah. of Steel. And I feel like, and um, similarly, um, I feel like Kara's uh, Kara Zorel's attitude and like demeanor in this movie is, I felt like much more in tune with Zack Snyder's idea of what that story should have been. Like. Yeah, like I could I see her snapping her his neck instead of Superman and, in and killing him. Like, <laughs> like whereas when Superman, Superman did that, you're like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so Kara. The only I guess I guess it was kind of tough to Jeez. like Kara. We, we didn't get a whole lot of time with her. 
Um, and her her character development really was not well, existent. I feel like she had um, a, a although truncated like a defined arc. Yeah, it was basically the 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 yeah. the crux. Of the The whole gist of it was, you know, I'm gonna go back with my Kryptonian people. She left. Like she was like, "Nah, you're human. I don't trust you." Yeah, like understandably, she grudge. has a grudge against she humanity. Was Which me for twenty years, totally called for. Kept me in a Siberian I'm, I'm fine with that. I was like, okay, but then she saw her Kryptonian people just like straight out murder, commit a war crime, the soldiers, and yeah, she was like, "That's a bridge too far." Yeah. So she's like, maybe because she's the bad still. People I mean, too. she still stands for the the hope. Like, you know, that's that's on her symbol. Yeah. Like, crypt, crypt, she mentions Krypton was a peaceful planet. Yeah. Oh. We were a planet of scientists. We were all about progress, you know, advancing civilization. This, is, this, this isn't Krypton it, to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, side note, that is also, that reminds me of a really great moment in, the, in this, um, which they how they get Kara, where they're in the prison and they find, they go to Superman's cell and Superman, Clark Kent, isn't there. Um, just this lady. And they say, you know, pick her up and they save her. It turns out that she's Superwoman. They had no idea. But it's it's a great way to write around what could have been yeah. a plot hole. It's the right, he, he, he saved, saved her. Because, because he's a hero. Yeah. And that's what he saved her because it's the right character. thing to do. It covers the plot hole, and it's wait. If it was excellent. Superman, why would it be? Well, a plot so hole? so the idea is they came they came looking for Superman, and they found this like, this lady. They you, have no idea she's a Kryptonian. They, they have no idea she has powers. But he insists on saving her. Batman wants to just leave, but Barry insists on saving her because it's the right thing to do. Oh, I I kind of thought he like put that together because she had like the similar suit. But I don't know. Maybe maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't pick it up. Yeah. Nah, they didn't. Okay. Maybe he and didn't like that, pick it up. That scene Nola, too, where she's like sun. out in the sun for the first time. Yeah. And you can like they like show it like energizing her. her. Like, great. Yeah. Fucking great. Fantastic. Yeah. I thought the cinematography was yeah. awesome in this. And and that that scene with her beating up everybody. It being a continuous shot. Yeah, that that whole scene was great because you, know, you had Batman shot. doing cool Batman shit. You had Supergirl doing cool Supergirl shit. And you had them like yeah. mixing together and it was just. And it showed. It's very valuable. It showed why yeah. having. But it also showed the importance of like Batman huge. in this scenario. Like he, yeah. he was able to yeah. like really even the odds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So like, how much? Yeah, like that was great. Because yeah, and they mentioned like, you know, he's a great detective. They went to him because if anyone could help find uh, this Kryptonian, he could. And they just they just played all the The, characters perfectly to who they are. The emphasis on Batman being the world's greatest detective is oftentimes overlooked in Batman movies. And I'm so glad they, I feel they, like they, they did a are, the recent better, Batman interpretations. Yeah, they did almost a better job of having him demonstrating his detective ability, even though it was kind of done off screen than the the Batman did. Um, yeah, yeah. Like just, but to to sum up, uh, really good movie. All the all the characters are kind of true to themselves, and it works in a cohesive movie. 
yes, it's not an airtight plot. Uh, yes, the villain reveal is kind of expected and and not super, super great. Oh, I you know what? I guess I guess since I was expecting the Kryptonian Flash thing. Well, as soon as he got the second um, piece like of shit relieved. stabbed through his arm, I'm like, okay, he's going to turn out to be. Exactly. I saw that coming as soon as they got, yeah, the second thing stabbed through him. I was like, oh, shit, okay. But I kind of yeah, like that. It you know, worked well enough for the loop. story. I mean, if you think too hard about yeah. it, you get into causality loops, and you're like, this doesn't make, yeah. <laughs> quite make sense. But if you don't think too hard about yeah, it, it's, it's it. the general rule for time travel movies. Don't think too hard about it. Just kind of accept the rules they present you, and you'll have a good time. And I think you'll have a good time with The Flash yeah. if you're a fan of DC Comics just in general. Uh, I think this is the best DC movie since, I don't know, the first Wonder Woman? I, I, yeah, I guess Shazam. I was, oh, uh, was going to say Shazam. This is the upper echelon for sure. This is this is in the upper level. I am a ride or die of, Snyder of, Cut uh, bitch, DC so uh, I will. I can't put it above. You were also that, a man but, who um, said that the ultimate I, edition of Batman vs Superman was good. No, I, I I think it makes it better. It doesn't make it all that that much better, but um, it, Snyder Cut I think definitely goes above and beyond what it. Well, I mean, what it should be. It would almost um, have to with how long and scattershot it was. It's paced well. You don't even I, notice it. I, I don't know that I agree, but we've already hashed don't, that don't out. Even... We've reviewed that movie. Uh, <laughs> agree to disagree there, but this we all a... agree that The Flash is a thumbs up. Uh, you should go it's see it. Yep. Um, and now I'm I'm actually I'm pretty excited for Blue Beetle. I want to see what what the first like fully James Gunn movie is going to be like. I know that's gonna be that's gonna be a problem yeah, right? for me. <laughs> I just want to call him Miguel. What's just, his uh? What's his actual um? Well, yeah, that's the actor. No, that's his yeah. uh, actor's uh, name. Uh, Blue. Yeah, right? What's the character's name? What if it is Miguel? That would be funny, wouldn't it? Um, let's That'd see. Blue Beetle, Jolo, Jolo, Jolo. Yeah, why is he not the top belt, Jamie? Jamie? Jamie Reyes. <laughs> Susan Sarandon's yeah. the top, the Susan top builds. Oh, and Becky G. God damn it, Susan Becky Sarandon. Becky G, who uh, was the Yellow Ranger in uh, the 2017 Power Rangers movie. Oh, she's oh, so she's the she must be the voice, the of AI, the, I think, like, yeah, um, the Blue Beetle suit, yeah, AI, the, think, the Jarvis, yeah, okay. if you will. Um, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. I want to see him do a joke, like a parody version of that. I feel like there's going to be a reference. Uh, so, the, like, the, 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 the kind of, camp. like... Because the trailer for Blue Beetle played in front of this movie. Um, And I grabbed lunch at the mall with my girlfriend before I went to see it. So, like, yeah. I actually was there for some of the trailers. And the one concern I have is that it's going to be a little too close to, like, an Iron Man-type movie. Uh, But... Yeah. I have faith in James Gunn after this. Like he's the Suicide Squad was pretty good. Peacemaker I really enjoyed. This movie I really enjoyed. He's got a pretty good track record, so I'm gonna give him the benefit of the the doubt here. Um Yeah. Never know what you're gonna get, um, but hopefully this is a, a sign of the quality level video. that is to come. Um 
So once again, yeah, uh, I think we can all recommend The Flash if you were hesitant uh, to see it. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for episode 372. Uh, next week, I think we're going to be covering Titanic 2 because in real life we've had <laughs> the second coming of the Titanic. So we're gonna we're gonna delve into this terrible uh, fucking uh, what, what's the name of the studio? Asylum. Asylum Mockbuster here. So uh Asylum uh, look forward to that. Um and until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's nineteen ninety five. Bye bye. Peace.